Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Countryfied UK podcast, brought to you all the way from the United Kingdom, bringing you your weekly fix of everything country. And now your hosts, Alex and Blaine. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Countryfied UK podcast. I'm Blaine, and I'm joined with my boy, Alex, over here. The hell do you think you're doing? I just thought I'd change it up, you know. I'd probably had a bit no, too much fun this no, week. No, no, I do the intros. You just sit there and join in when I tell you to join in. <laughs> so we'll start that again. Hi, guys. I'm Alex, and I'm with my boy, Blaine. Hooyah. And this is episode number 10. You see how that rolls much better? Nah, some may disagree, some may not. But hey-ho, we've just had a far too much fun this we've weekend. We've had far too much fun. It has been exhausting fun, though. Um, we have just literally got back from uh, Blackpool from the British Country Music Festival. 2021. How I, I, I can't even say how amazing it was. It was so much fun. I mean, the music, live music, Blaine. What was it like? Uh, it's just been a whirlwind. Uh, me and Alex set off on Thursday night, got to Blackpool late on late. Thursday. Um, and then the music started on like Friday afternoon, pretty much. Yeah. And it went nonstop all the way through until Sunday, like early evening. Well, that's it. We, we, we got our uh, press passes and then uh, we went back to the hotel, kind of got ourselves ready. And uh, next thing you know, we're, we're there and... Like, there was thousands of people around. Absolutely. I mean, it was lovely just to see people back in, like, a concert venue, enjoying live music again. Artists, like, even artists crying on stage. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just one or two of them. There was a load of tears there. Tears of, like, joy, like, sadness, just, just being back and seeing people's faces and, like, people just loving music and... Yeah. And... Like, what was amazing is, and we were standing right by the speakers a lot of the time on the side of the stage. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and it was like when the bass was kicking in, you just feel it going through your body and you're just like, oh, you don't get that in the car. <laughs> no, you do not. I mean, if you do, it's because your speaker's just blowing up. Yeah. Like, Wildwood Kins performance, like, oh. not only did we hear that, we felt that. Yeah. Oh man, they were amazing. Like they were all amazing. I can't I can't pinpoint like like Wildwood Kin was definitely one of my favorite. But then we had like Tommy Atkins who's like, you know, he's he's one of us. Like we absolutely love Tommy. Um like we're big fans of him. Um he was our first ever interview and we got him we got him on later as well for uh, uh for our interviews, but yeah, so what, what a show we've got. But yeah, I mean like well We'll go back to like the festival and just it's the first time we've ever covered a live event like that before. And it's the first time we've actually ever been to a like British country music festival. Yeah. Like or British country music event in that thing. Because normally when we go to country concerts, it's always like an American artist. And maybe you might get like, because we've seen like Jake Morrell, like when he supported like the singer songwriters. Yes. So we have experienced like these British artists before. But not on this like magnitude. No, and it has just opened our eyes to like again, like we say, it's like a community. Um, but it's just amazing to see like all these people 
and people that seem to like know each other. So there are a few festivals that go on throughout the UK and it seems like it must be the same people that go over and over again. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, if you, if you had, hadn't been this year, um, get your tickets for next year. It's as simple as that. You will not regret it. If you love country music or even just like a little taste of it, like you will get it here. It honestly, ugh. and can we just talk about how beautiful, like how beautiful oh, the win- venue was? The Winter Gardens, absolutely stunning. Like the arena was just a beautiful kind of hall, like, yeah. and it was small compared to the Empress Ballroom. Oh yeah, but uh, even the Horseshoe Pavilion, that was just a nice little venue where they did their uh, singer songwriting uh, stage set, which was awesome. Then you got the arena, which had two stages, so they had like a band on one, and then in between was the acoustic on the other one, and so they had it backwards and forwards. It was so well done and then on the evening you had the like you you know your headliners up on the big stage in the empress ballroom and it was just it was just a party yeah like massive big white tablecloths on these banqueting tables with candles and like the balcony and honestly like it was just like i couldn't stop staring at that ceiling i, I know I, well, I took a picture just because yeah but uh it's just amazing because obviously strictly come dancing uh, uh is filmed there as well and uh I was just thinking, like some of, some of them performers have nothing against those line dancers that we saw oh, just at the start. Hundred percent. Like they, if they have any talent, just yeah. look no further than uh, the British Country Music Festival. But like when we first walked into the venue, you walk through like this re- from like the box office side. You walk through like this long like corridor, and yeah. it's like big glass ceilings and like a mezzanine cafe and stuff. And honestly, our jaws just dropped. It was. We amazing. were like, wow, um, Absolutely and amazing. like we will most certainly hopefully be going back next year and the tickets are now actually on sale as well yeah like already that's how much like how good it was and we will most definitely be there um but yeah just to talk about like a couple of interviews that we have included in this uh we caught up with remedy club there yeah and Haley mckay and of course your favorite tommy uh tommy atkins and els bailey and fine lines so there's a few live interviews in this which was really nice because it's the first time we've spoken face to face with people yeah which was great because the best thing about it is zoom i'm not gonna lie has been amazing for us to do interviews on and because you know it's great because you can edit things but when we were doing the live like interview whatever is said you can't just stop the button or anything like that and that's it made it so much more special it made it so much more personal and real um, and it was just so cool. And every single one of them were great. You know, we had a nice chat beforehand and then we had a great chat after. Um, and you'll find out more about them during the interviews. Uh, they were all amazing. We absolutely loved them. Uh, we've definitely made some friends for life there. Um, yeah, like, so, like, just whilst we're talking here, we have to say one massive big thank you to Martin and Marianne from the British Country Music Festival yeah. for allowing us to go down and have the opportunity. Everything rang like co- like clockwork down there. It was, like from start to finish, like from collecting the press passes to the tickets to just the whole like order of the events from there, from like the traders to picked to the food that was being served. Like everything was special. Everything was like tailor-made yeah. to that event. So massive shout out to them. And a massive shout out to everyone that performed there. Yeah, and even the people backstage, you know, the yeah. people that you don't see behind the scenes, the people who did the light and the people who did the sound, like even the bar staff, just everyone who was part of that event, like photographers, cameramen, you know, 
everyone was absolutely perfect. They did their jobs, and uh, this event like would not have run without any of them. And most certainly, like the country music fans, everyone that they went there, the yeah, like was so lovely. Like talking to everybody, they were so fun. Like I've never met a crowd that like were just so up for anything. Conga, yeah, <laughs> even a conga. Like at Matt Spratlin's DJ party on the yeah. Saturday night, there must have been a hundred plus conga going around this ballroom. It was, it was what dreams are made of. Even Matt turned around and says that was like the best night of his life. Yeah, it, it, my favorite moment was like with this after party that they, when it had to finish because it hit the curfew, everyone like the music stopped. Matt Spratlin was up on there. He was just about to pack down, and then someone just started singing "Country Roads." And then Matt just stopped what he was doing, came to the center of the stage, and everyone around was just singing Country Roads, arms up in the air. What, like, what a feeling that was. Like, it was, oh, you just, you really felt it. It was absolutely wicked. But, um, absolutely. And we've met some great people from, like, who we've done press with as well. Um, yeah. A lot of helpful people. So we met, uh, we, we managed to get a little backstage office back doors. And, it was like a guy called, uh, like, um, yeah, it was the Honky Tonk Cabin that we met. Yeah. And yeah. they they helped us out a lot. So big shout out to them. If you ever, if you are really into your British country music, definitely go and check them out on YouTube as well. Cause like they are like the most kindest and soundest people that we met over the weekend. And yeah, lovely like, people. yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe we might be able to get something sorted in the future with them. But, um, normally we do have an independent artist of the week on this week. Um, however, quite fittingly, we don't. But, Alex, do you want to explain what's going to happen this week? I would love to explain what's going to happen this week. Um, Tommy Atkins uh, got in touch with us uh, just earlier on, and uh, he said that he would uh, he, he would love it if we would play one of his songs, um, Time of the Month, which uh, was brilliant. Which, uh, yeah, he performed. His, yeah, he performed it. Um, absolutely amazing and uh, it's uh, going to be on his uh, album which is out uh, called Truth Be Told um, but I'm going to speak more about that later but that is the song we've got at the end of our episode um, I'll speak a little bit more and uh, about it later but thank you so much Tommy for that we're really looking forward to playing it and really looking forward to sharing this song but yeah but while we're saying thanks just massive thank you to everybody this weekend for making the weekend what it was yeah um, without you guys, it wouldn't have been the same and you made our jobs a lot easier and helped us out a lot. So yes. thank you very much for that. So should we explain the concept of how this episode is going to work this week? Yeah, I mean, if we know ourselves, um, we've got <laughs> loads of live content, um, which we're going to throw in. Obviously, we do have it in the correct order. Yeah. Um, but because it's live, obviously, it might. Yeah, <laughs> it might some, some of the interviews, we were in our office and some of them, we were just backstage and you can hear music yeah. and loads of like chit chatter. But the, you can most definitely hear the interview. Yeah. Um, so. We try to record all this live, like this podcast, and like cover it from there and have it out the day after the thing had finished, which yeah. we have done. So, yeah, like Alex says, it's going to be like we might talk about like a review of one day and then it might just roll straight into an interview with an artist and then back into like reviewing stuff and just all sorts like that. So do bear with us because this is, again, the first thing we've ever done like this. <laughs> um, and it's not been easy. No, it's but not. that's what that's what it's all about. Not been easy, but been a hell of fun. 
Hell like, of fun. And we're just counting down the days till the next event. And do you know what I'm looking forward to as well? All those artists that we met, like, it was a shame because we obviously we couldn't interview everyone because everyone was so busy. You know, we, we quickly met them, got photos with them. It was fantastic. But all of them, have, we just said, oh, would you mind if we, like, do an interview with you in the future? And every single one of them has just gone, hell yeah. Yeah, you, and we've been in touch with them already and loads of them. So we, we've had to go buy a proper diary now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just off the top of my head, like, we've got, uh, we're going to go and see Els Bailey. In yes. uh, Gateshead at the Sage. We're going to see Hayley McKay at the Globe in Newcastle. Morgan Ways in Newcastle in yeah. October. So we've got all these like concerts that's just lining up. So hopefully, um, now that we're able to go out and meet people again, yeah. um, we will be getting live content as well, as well as like live interviews, as well as Zoom. Like Alex has just yeah. said, we have got like so many interviews lined up. It's it's going to be yeah. great. The next few, uh, in fact, the next uh, load of shows that we're doing, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, we need to turn this into a full-time job now. Yeah. It's if if slowly, anyone uh, anyone wants to sponsor us and uh, pay us to do this, uh, please do. Slowly <laughs> absorbing our lives. <laughs> but it's in, in a good way. Oh, yeah. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change, I would, change it. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. change it for the world. Not and this bit. weekend, it's just, again, like we've never done anything like this. And it was such an eye-opener because... So you go, work. you go to a, yeah, you go to a concert, you see, once you go through the doors, you see like the ticketing stuff and all that. And then you might see like the food stuff, the bar stuff. But when you start going like delving deeper backstage, like we were, you start seeing like the amount of hard work, yeah. even like when the concert's all finished, the people de- de-rigging the speakers, like the drum kits, everything like that. It's them little like details that you don't take into consideration. I'll tell you what the speed they did it at. Oh, I was like yeah. watching the borrowers, but um, okay. <laughs> that shows your age. <laughs> <laughs> Old. Um, well, without further ado, I think uh, we should get into yeah. our live uh, live interviews and talking. Yeah, reviews and, and yeah, whatnot. And I hope you guys enjoy it, um, but uh, hopefully could- you'll feel like you're there yourself. But this is uh, the British Country Music uh, Festival. Here we go. Hey guys, Alex here with my boy Blaine. We've just uh, watched the first two acts, Jack and Tim and uh, Eddie Smith and the 507. Next up is uh, the Remedy Club. We're looking forward to this so far. I've been enjoying it. What about you, Blaine? Absolutely fantastic. Some of the uh, just nice to be back amongst live music and it's feel that awesome to be when back. you feel that drum going through your whole body and everything. Oh. But yeah, everyone's come to party. They've got the cowboy boots on, the cowboy hats, and everyone's here for a good time, Alex. Yeah, man. And we've got some uh, interviews lined up for a bit later on but i'll not spoil that just yet so uh, we'll catch up with you guys later so uh, we are joined by aileen and kj from the remedy club um, it's really nice to meet you guys face to face this is our first interview face to face as well so we're so grateful to actually do this great it's uh, our first is it? a long time anyway. yeah, quite a while yeah a long oh, time, well, yes. privilege cool. absolute privilege um obviously we watched your set um you guys absolutely amazing uh your voice like what in fact not just your voices are incredible i love the style of music that you do because we were just talking a few weeks ago about how like kind of old style country needs to start coming back in yeah um and we think it is coming back in and then you guys did that and then we were like 
that's that's the sound uh, that's the sound we're looking for. So it's good. It's starting to come in Texas, and like obviously you've got that like, that folk edge to it as well. Yeah. 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 There's a bit of there's a bit of yeah. There's a few things going on, I think, and definitely a little bit of grit. I think that's always the thing that we are. Yeah, we have to have a little bit of grit. Oh, and we were saying that like with yourselves as well. Like one of you would take lead in one song, but then on the other song, like like the other person would like take lead as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which which is brilliant because obviously you normally normally like duets and stuff you always got one person just singing a little bit more while one person plays the main instrument and just does backing sure. which uh, yeah, so it's nice to see that's important I think for us because you know we both sing and we both write the songs um, awesome. and nobody wants to hear tambourine solos so I kind of leave them out <laughs> I don't know I reckon you could uh, oh she does yeah just <laughs> shake away yeah, as fast yeah, as you can I give it a good <laughs> shot you know I give it my best but uh, yeah so we like to kind of um, have a mix of the two of us I think that's interesting oh. for an audience as well. If you know with our albums as well, we kind of keep that in mind to mix uh, the two vocals around a bit. You know, awesome. makes it interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, I had to, I have to ask, of course, the Remedy Club. Where did that name come from? <laughs> Came out of her head. Well, just like that, <laughs> out of my head. Yeah. Um, well, we wanted to kind of our style of music was changing slightly. Um, with our second album, we'd already made. Um, well, we'd already been a blues band. It's kind of the long story, so I'm trying to give you the short version of it. We were a blues band, Bobby and the Honey Boys. Um, and then the style just naturally changed into a more Americana sound. So we wanted to change the entire kind of the name, the image, the whole lot. And also personally, we'd been through kind of a, a few big things um, in our lives. And we just wanted a brand new kind of rebranding, if you like. And the word remedy just felt like it did, literally did just come to mind and it felt like a really good way of describing how music makes us feel and hopefully that's what you wanted to make it an audience feel oh, as well awesome. it's, it's just that so it was pretty awesome. easy she said what do you think of the Remedy Club and I said I like it yeah. straight away <laughs> you, you always got to agree we, all, we always kind of argue about this because I thought you went not really because we, we've had this moment with different versions of the story oh, <laughs> right. next Show week yeah. version. I'm pretty sure that I liked it immediately but anyway but you always have to you've right. got to go with the wife first straight away yeah, yeah. yeah. oh great name great name <laughs> if it's stuck that's the best thing yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah but for people like that's listening obviously like is our husband and wife as well yes, yes. yes. how long have you been together well, hold on, hold on, KJ. How long have you been together? <laughs> yes, KJ. Seventeen years. Seventeen years actually, and married for uh, eight. No, sorry, seven. Got a long, a long time. Married for eight of them, I think. We've been together a, a long, long time. time. A long after. Yeah, and actually, the minute we started going out, we kind of soon after we started playing music together because that just came pretty naturally, I think, to us. And there yeah. was a bit of a moment where we thought, this is so cool, our voices kind of blended naturally together and harmonies just came. However, you are also thinking, oh, God, this is going to be, this could be yeah. tricky. You know, we live together, yeah, we work yeah, together, cool. we hang out together. But so, it works. Yeah, there was a bit of a moment, Most but we have to <laughs> yeah. That would be my next question. Does there, is there a lot of uh, kind of debates, we'll call them? Well, not say arguments, debates about what? Really, not really musically. Not Actually, really that's what we tend to get on best, is oh, when yeah. we're, we're playing together. Yeah. We really gel, I'd say, 
that's a yeah. huge part of our relationship. Yeah. Um, so when we play tennis and when we play music, we're good. Yeah. Everything else, <laughs> yeah, that's debatable. Oh, well, when you're locked up in a house with anybody, for as we have been for the last yes. year and a half, it's oh. just to put anybody's in the test, you know. So oh, we're still here. So yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I I know the feeling. I was trapped with. Uh, I'm not trapped. Sorry, that's the wrong <laughs> word. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> um, I've been with my partner in the house for like 18 months, and yes, it does get very testing. But at least yeah. you guys had music. Um, but yeah. um, my partner, she loves to read, and I love to watch TV. So we had our separate spaces. Yeah, which is healthy. I think. And yeah, yeah, and Blaine was part of our bubble because he's, yeah. he's on his own. And then, so, like, but following up from that, like, how did it feel to get back, like, performing today in front of a live crowd again? Oh, I can't, I obviously can't tell you how good it really was. Just to yeah. see actual people standing in front of you, oh. and appreciatively as well, yeah, yeah. It yeah. really, really superb. We said it out there, they're the missing component. I mean, they yeah. are vital, and audience is so important to how the gig goes, because you're all bouncing off each other's energy, and that's what it comes down to, is that energy and connection. The and we, we've and never really audience. taken it for granted, but we, we certainly won't from here on in. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a really precious thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. it is very precious. Especially when you, you you were doing the thing where you were getting the crowd to, like, kind of sing back at you, like, get them the copy. You, yeah. you obviously, you can't do that when you're you can't just kind of at home. Facebook, yeah. 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 Um, like, did you do concerts over Zoom or anything, or performances? We, we like, did a few. We did, yeah. yeah. Not, not a huge amount. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, did gigs from their kitchen on a regular basis, like, every week. We, just did, we yeah. didn't do right. that because yeah. we wanted to... And we, you know, we did the odd one from our kitchen. Uh, we launched our album from our kitchen because that was literally the week of lockdown oh, yeah. was when we wow. released our album. <laughs> so that was quite yeah. strange. But we did a few kind of um, gigs online with our band and with Mandolin, it was a streaming service. So we, it was, you know, we made sure that the sound was really great quality yeah. and all of that. But no matter what, no matter how impressive it is with the cameras and the sound and all of that you can never replace a live gig no, in front no. of real people we were talking to uh, this guy called drew baldridge from uh, america and he was flying the people's back gardens just to perform in them yeah like, yeah like going around america and saying if you want to come in like come to really? the yeah really? and he just performed there just because it was engaging with that's like great. even that's if there great. was two people sat there great. yeah i mean that's yeah. great people have really adapted so well that, that's yeah great. so many people have and i think you know, we've also been through so many different emotions in the last year and a half. You know, like we've gone through phases where it's been really great, actually yeah. having a bit of peace and quiet and downtime, yes. and then yeah. when it's been pure torture and really difficult <laughs> and worrying and scary. You know, yeah. so I think we've, no matter what industry actually you're in, I think everybody has had just a roller coaster of emotions. Almost definitely. definitely, yeah, definitely. So, what's the rest of 2021 got planned for you guys? you tell us I have no idea like, so you just it's, released like you said you wrote an album that was released before like lockdown yeah. will yeah. there be like a tour to follow that yeah well we're doing a few dates now in, in the UK uh, London tomorrow Beverly the next night and Scarborough we're in Belfast then in September so apart from that we'll probably do a few gigs in Ireland because things are just starting to open up there and then we've actually we've been working on new music so right. um, we're really excited about that we have some studio time and not sure when we're going to release maybe one song maybe at the end of the year oh good oh, it's just at the moment especially in Ireland it's, it's actually still hard to book gigs 
it's you know, starting because to open. It's, it's only yeah. starting to open, and people are just all—they're kind of all over the place, really. And yeah. We've a, a um, so a promoter in London, Neil O'Brien Entertainment, and he's just had a really tough time. You know, he, he gigs cancelled at the last minute, and yeah. So there's a little bit of. And we've a manager in, in London as well now, yeah. so we're yeah. you know, hoping that that will give us some impetus in the next. Well, yeah, definitely, hopefully, because, um, I mean, America opened up first, like, before, like, yeah. the UK, so they started getting their gigs and concerts back, yeah. and then we've finally started doing, like, because this is my first one back for live music, yeah. and it's amazing, um, so hopefully Ireland will be straight hopefully after. we did, and hopefully. we're really glad yeah. we did it, um, a festival just before we came over here, actually, oh, um, but it was outdoors, yeah. we were so like, two outdoor bad. gigs, yeah. so that was incredible, because that was our very first one, and we really wanted to get something under our belt before we did. <laughs> Over to the yeah, UK. I'm not gonna like even arm a little bit like when it was like all inside and all these people. I'm kind of looking around. I'm going, oh, this is yeah, this is a lot of people. Yeah, it's only been it's like 18 months. Doesn't actually seem like a long time, but then when you kind of go into a new like that scenario from 18 months ago, you, yeah. it's like a brand new experience all over again. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great though. It, yeah. It is, yeah. Like, I went to a festival like last weekend and there was 5,000 people there and it was outdoors, but like everyone was so drunk like there was just no social <laughs> yeah. like, and it was like and no one really bothered because most people's like double vaccinated now but yeah, yeah. it's yeah. still like just a culture shock because you're not being it used is, to it for yeah. certain time weird. and yeah, I think a weird. part of you is still a little bit cautious certainly with yeah, me definitely. because I don't want to be the person to, to bring anything back or you know to exactly. pass on anything but also it's incredibly exhilarating and exciting to be back as well because you, you ha- there's a balance of living your life as well yeah. isn't there yeah. so definitely it's incredible Oh, well, thank you guys so much for coming out and like, speaking to us after you've just done your gig. Um, we wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I hope that touring goes really well, that you get more gigs, and that it just becomes bigger and better for you. Thanks, Alex. So, thank you. We'll speak soon. So we're coming to the end of the first day at uh, the Blackpool British Country Music Festival. It has been awesome. What have you thought about it, Blin? Alex, it's been absolutely amazing to be back with live music again. It's been quality. It's it's amazing being around people who loves country music, listening to it live. And we had our first interview today with someone live as well. That was awesome. Actually, like when you realise there's not a screen in front of you and you're actually staring at a real life person. I ain't gonna lie. I believe like with being at this concert again, it was a bit emotional. I'm yes. not gonna lie because being back in live music, seeing people like vibe into the music yeah. having a good time seeing the looks on everybody's faces and stuff like that mm. there's nothing money can put a price on that no it's been really good that everyone like you know everyone's kind of dressed up for country and it, it's just awesome uh, it. I mean I mean at the end of the day everyone's had like a tough 18 months everyone's come out got themselves dressed up got themselves in the spirit just want live music again and boom yeah. Back we are here again. And what a fantastic way to showcase the British music. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, do you know what? We, we got here about 3.30 and it's uh, nearly 10 o'clock now. Yeah. And, and just, we haven't even seen everybody we yet. We haven't even seen everyone yet. We've still got a couple more shows, but um, because it's getting a bit late, we decided just to film this little, record this little segment. Yeah, um, so just how to about, say how much fun we've had. So, how about let's talk about some of the performances that we have seen so far? 
I'm not gonna lie, like Jack and Tim right at the start opening up the show because they're open. Uh, they're opening for McFly as well, aren't they? Today? Yeah. They literally so, came and did a little little bit, which they were class. And we've got an interview with them tomorrow. Cannot wait. And they're opening for McFly. Yes, yeah, like you say, opening for McFly. Um, I'm not too sure how like McFly is well known to our American or Canadian listeners, um, but across here they were a big deal. Like. 10, 15 years ago and they're coming yeah. on like a reunion tour and it's a great time especially because they will fill out arenas oh 100% so it's a great chance for them to showcase their music and they were on Britain's Got Talent and yeah, got the and golden got buzzer. buzzer from Simon Cowell how cool the judge that? of them all yeah, he might have fallen on top of her but either way it's still it's <laughs> yeah. amazing but um, no, and again it's like a father and son absolute like great story uh, one thing I have noticed about it is the amount of like family relations there has been on this yes. day yeah well I mean uh, well without skipping one I'll quickly talk about yeah. Eddie Smith and the, the 507 they were brilliant really good what a voice uh, I'm assuming Eddie <laughs> has um, yeah and we saw them afterwards we didn't get a chance to speak to them but we saw the whole band afterwards and you know as soon as they finished their set they went full country they had the cans out they had the pints of beers yeah they were shotgun stuff like and I I love performers who can not be great vocally but play instruments because that's one thing I am so jealous of and this guy Eddie he was on stage with uh, five other keyboard, yeah, keyboard. He, he was playing guitar smashing our vocals like everything that he you could have asked everything. for so absolutely fantastic on that front but yeah big up the boys Eddie and his band like yeah, unbelievable so and absolute gentlemen after we met them after the show unfortunately like you said we didn't get to interview them but they yeah. kept the party going yeah definitely Like, and the, the best bit is they've stayed around um, and they've you know they're supporting all the other acts going on they're having a good time um, I, like, I just wish we had a bit more chance to get kind of get to know them. I like that what you've just said. They've stayed around and like supported all the other artists. What I've noticed is an artist hasn't just come, turned up, and then went after their performance. Yeah, they've literally spent all day here supporting one another, supporting each other's craft and talent, and that that's what we want. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously, we understand that not every like performer can. You know, some have to go from here and then they've got another show or they've got family affairs and all that jazz. But going on to the next family one, speaking of which, uh, the Remedy Club, who we had the chance to interview, um, they... Um, I was going to say father and son. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Aileen would have loved that. Aileen and KJ, who's husband and wife, um, they were great. They were good fun, and yeah. we've we've seen them loads. Like they've been yeah. going around. They've been behind us in the bar. Yeah, with big <laughs> clinking glasses with them. Yeah. Like, like you say, we've got an interview with them, and everything's perfect. And in this arena, there's two stages. So whilst one one person like was setting up, and the next people on on the next one. So it's yeah. absolutely fantastic on that front. Um, but yeah great like they're from Ireland like Alex said before like husband and wife and you know some Love people would accent, think wouldn't way. wouldn't like it wouldn't work being married and being on the road yeah. together and yet these guys are proving everyone wrong but what was funny is that they got married first and then yeah, they figured out the they music. were musicians yeah, like they, together well, yeah they were just going oh actually our voices are compatible and like they said in the interview they were um they were like a blues music to begin with yeah the blues group and then they transformed themselves and reinvented themselves and then they were like oh what should we pick oh yeah 
the Remedy Club. Yeah. And KJ was like, yeah, yeah. keep, keep us sure. sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, darling. Um, but, yeah. And then obviously we had Juna and Joey, um, oh. the brother and sister. So, from Florida. these are one of our first international acts we've seen. Yes. And they came from Florida. Uh, like Alex says, again, brother and sister. However, they brought their parents across. They had people on FaceTime from the family I'm not across. Lie. The it, it looked stressful when it, they were yeah. setting up. It looked stressful. But it, it's the first time across uh, in the UK as I'm well. Not, I know one's 19 and one's 16. I'm not too sure which one's which. However, Absolutely, if I was like 19 or 16 and I was on that stage and I had all their eyes on me, oh, I didn't think I'd cope. So kudos to them, and they put on a performance in a lifetime. They were amazing. They played Vocally, to the crowd. They were incredible. Um, they did uh, Harry Styles' uh, what, like, uh, what a melon what, sugar. Watermelon. Yeah. Watermelon, look. Watermelon sugar high. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it was like, so good. They did like Luke Combs, oh, uh, Beautiful, beautiful crazy. crazy. They did Runaway June. They did... Uh, I can buy my own drinks by Runaway June, sorry. There was a ton of covers that they did, and they were fantastic because not only did they play their originals, they played to the crowd where the crowd would know some of the music and the yep. crowd could be engaged as well. I vocally spot on my yeah. a little behind the scenes peek. But me and Alex were like prepping up for one of our interviews backstage, and these two, like, oh, just came, warming like up. yeah, they came backstage and they were just, just warming, warming up vocally, up and, and I was like, oh my Whoa. god, it was like. <laughs> Goosebumps! <laughs> they I've were so never good. ever heard anything quite as good as that. Like when yeah. I heard them warming up, so they were class, absolutely fantastic. And then obviously we've got to go, Kessia Gill. Now, her voice. Yeah. Wow. So by the time we had wrapped up our interview, we had headed through to the Empress Ballroom, which for our English followers is where Strictly come uh, dancing. Strictly come dancing is yeah. Big fan. Absolute beautiful venue. Like the whole Winter Gardens is beautiful. If you ever get the chance, definitely come down and check it out. But yeah, we just walked in and we were like taken back by her vocal ability. Amazing. Like she did, she did like a little small segment where it was just her voice. It was just vocal, and it was incredible. Absolutely. And um, yeah, everyone seems to know the words and the songs. Everyone had the t-shirts on in the crowd. Like she's a big crowd draw herself. And yeah, a big driving force for like UK country music. Yeah. Um, yeah, and me and Alex uh, got the chance to meet her with her after her performance. Uh, We'd seen her like she was selling loads of merchandise and having pictures taken with uh, hundreds of fans. Yes, and we will be interviewing her tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, as long as we'll uh, like yeah, because she was busy. Yeah. Um, so you know she's uh, she's going to get in touch and uh, we'll hopefully get uh, that. Um, and then the last performance that we've just seen was uh, Holloway. Um, Road. Road, the Holloway Road. No, Holloway Road. Um, <laughs> two they, guys, they, you know, they were they were good. They, they had, were good. They, were, they, they had definitely like had a different kind of full band. It yeah. might not be everyone's cup of tea. However, they came and I really enjoyed them. Um, it's got quite like a rocky vibe. You've got like guitars, the drums, all going and stuff like that. I mean, take what you want. Everyone's always going to have different opinions on country music, and that's the best thing about it because yeah. you could bring out folk music, Americana music actual traditional country or like the new pop country sort of that's out there so yeah that's fantastic and yeah. then we have Peter Donnett Peter Donnett oh yeah oh he's going to be awesome 
yeah. like he's finishing the whole thing off, which is going to be absolutely close. Yeah, and that's quite a late performance. Like he starts at five to eleven, which is uh, pretty late. And if I'm pretty honest, everyone quite here is Larry already. So, yeah. and yes. then to <laughs> finish that all off, like because we haven't seen that performance yet, but we have Matt Spracklin's country party to finish. Yeah, speak with him later as well. Yes, and Matt Spracklin for you that like don't know him. He is like a radio presenter in England. Absolute country. Uh, for Absolute Country Radio. Um, he actually makes his own music. He's got a song that's just come out today yeah. um, called Bad Dream. Um, that, that was actually really good because we listened yeah. to that and we were just like uh, the music itself we were like oh what's yeah. the focus going to be like what's the focus going to be like and then he started singing and, and then like, the beginning riff in that whole like song like when he started playing it like oh my god it's unbelievable I hope like over this weekend we get to see him perform that but yeah like he's like he's basically he works over in Nashville he does everything like he's a big pioneer for English country music and like taking over to a different country so uh, big up Matt Sprattigan um, yeah but hopefully like, like Alex says we'll get a chance to speak to him over the weekend and we'll get a picture taken with him because he has the modest haircut I have ever seen it's so cool you can call me the ice gem all you want but I don't know what you want to call him to his face uh, I wouldn't um, <laughs> he, but whatever it is he pulls it off if you Absolutely. did that I wouldn't let you in my house but, um, but days like I have to give massive kudos off to the organisers of the British Country Music Festival massive um, Martin and Mariana absolutely unbelievable yeah. like from top to bottom how smooth the events went from people arriving on stage at the same time to all the merchandise to like the bars everything like you have smashed it um, and do you know what the best thing is? It's only Friday. It's only Friday. We've still got Saturday and Sunday to go. And normally when stuff like this happens, normally the first day is always a bit of a try or out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me and Alex have like had a chance to engage with many people in the crowd here, like publicise more of like Countryfied UK. And we've even met more like, because we have press passes, we have met like other people doing press yep. and other organisations. And it's been really cool to like share ideas, like just touch bases with other people yeah the only thing we have done and we're a bit sneaky on this one we did find a quiet space yeah and, and didn't we didn't yeah we didn't we didn't want to give it away <laughs> it's like finally we found somewhere we'll not name any names yeah but uh, no it's been it's been absolutely fantastic first day and I'm only looking forward like this is like you said day one we've got know, three day days one and it's been amazing do you know what after all this like we're going to go back and just like live a normal life until the next event I know I don't think I can cope with that but uh, well, well, in that that well, oh, I can hear in the background the, the crowd is again. going kicking off because Nathan Carter is about to come on stage. So we will guy we will catch up with you later on in the hotel room and yeah. let you know how Nathan Carter and Max Bonigan's and Peter Donigan's performance was. Yeah. Well, we'll speak soon, guys. Bye bye. Hey guys, so uh, this is day number two at the British Country Music Festival. Um, just a quick one from last night. We managed to catch uh, Nathan Carter and uh, Peter Donegan, um, who, they, they were brilliant. I love Nathan Carter. Oh, Nathan Carter, absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, he just brought his Irish charm to the crowd. He's from... Irish Scouse. Yeah, Irish Scouse. But had the crowd in the palm of his hand, didn't he? Oh, easily. Um, especially when he finished off the whole set doing Wagon Wheel. Yeah. 
Wagon Wheel. He was bringing some of his traditional Irish folk music across, as well as singing his originals. And then he finished on like a pop song to get the crowd going. Yeah, but he's Michael Bublé-esque. I've got to say, very, very Michael Bublé. But we'll love that. Yeah. But uh, today we're going to be uh, covering over for some artists. So. Um, who uh, started this morning at 12 was Demi Mariner. Um, and we got Tennessee Twins, Robbie uh, Canvan. I can't say the last name, Canvan. We'll just call him Robbie. Come on. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Hayley McKay. Uh, Jess got, Thurston. Yeah. Cormac Neeson, Blue Rose Code. There's just loads. And obviously, later on, we're going to be catching up with Tommy Atkins. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to speaking to Tommy in person. As you guys heard, he was on our first episode, episode number one. But that's all on the arena stage today. And then there's even the main stage. And we've even got another stage today, the Horseshoe Pavilion as well, which has got the Songwriters Carousel, which is like the flag point of like the British Country Music Festival. We're going to be covering a lot as well, as much as we can, because uh, we've got to try and be in three places at once. So, Absolutely, yeah. So we can do it. We'll be checking in throughout the day with you guys, letting you know reviewing performances, letting you know who we've caught up with, and just what we thought of the overall experience. But we've literally just arrived here again. Everyone's back in their cowboy boots, cowboy hats, ready for the party. I mean, I think last night they've drunk the bar dry here. A hundred percent. I think they were running out of barrels of carling and stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we we helped out only a little bit, but oh, yeah. just a few small little dent. Yeah, but um, but if you're at a country gig, you you've got to have a pint yeah, in your hand at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. They definitely set the tone for the rest of the festival. But really looking forward to today, and it's gonna yeah. be a long day, Blaine. But uh, hopefully, we'll catch up with you guys later on. So speak soon. Hey guys, um, so what an afternoon it's been so far. I mean, it's only five to four now. And there's been a host of artists that we've had the chance to see. However, there's two stages, so we haven't been able to see everybody, have we? Alex? No, unfortunately, we unfortunately we just couldn't be. I know there's two of us, but we wanted to be together when listening to these people, so we can uh, kind of share our thoughts on them. Yeah. But I mean that we've had the Horseshoe Pavilion, we've had the Arena on stage one and two, and you know, look, luckily tonight uh, um, we only have to be in one place, which is the the Empress Ballroom. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the people that we've seen so far, everyone's got such a different tone to the voice, different style, yet it's also similar in a certain sense. It's like country. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it is really entertaining as well because you've got some of them. Um, for example, who's playing now, who we managed to listen to for a bit, was Blue Rose Code. And they're such, they've got like a nice slow kind of vibe to them, um, which sounds awesome. So mellow. Yeah. And- and Yet then, and then we had like Robbie performing earlier on, and he's from Ireland. Yeah, and he was like playing his like harmonica, and the guy was playing a fiddle, going right back to his roots and everything like that. And that's what makes this like British country music scene. Yeah, so it's such an amazing difference in genre. It's like sorry, same genre but different kind of uh, outcome on them all. Like the songs are amazing. Do you know what I am loving is that everyone's like quite a few people stay till like one o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> And then when we came this morning, we were like, well, it's on all day from 12 o'clock in the afternoon till 1 o'clock in the morning again. Yeah. How busy was it when we came through that front doors? Yeah, well, we were saying that. We were thinking, oh, well, there'll just be like maybe 100, a couple of 100 people here when we when we get there. Um, just because normally with these things, like 12 o'clock, our people just start to arrive slowly through the day. Walked into the place, 
and there must have been, easily been a thousand people spread oh, out absolutely. in the, the arena. And there's a guy upstairs selling like cowboy boots at like one of the merch stands, and That's he's cool. making a killing. And he like, is. People like I would like would never afford people to come like, with like. Well, how much were the boots on one of them? They were like oh, I, eighty-five quid. Like a hundred, eighty-five. So expensive, but they're worth it. We'll get you a pair, Alex. We don't need to get me a pair. We're good. But yeah, we've just uh, had word from Tommy Atkins. Yeah, well, Tommy uh, is going to be asking me and Blaine to come onto stage because uh, he wants to do something with us, and uh, we don't know what it is. I have asked him, but I've got a feeling it's going to be a no-at-the-time moment. Um, I mean, we've we got a surprise for Tommy as well, but our surprise is not going to be anything Our like surprise it. is very nice. Yeah, ours, ours is a T-shirt is. for him. <laughs> um, however, like, yeah, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I really don't like big crowds or getting up on stage or anything like that. And Alex is used to it. So I got Alex back this morning because Uh, I took him to the dungeons and took him on a ride. So this is my payback. And he's loving this at the minute. I'm like biting my nails. Oh, this is like, although it's going to be a good experience, I will have enjoyed it after I've done it. It's the pre build up. It is, but the best thing is you get that adrenaline, you get to go on there. You're going to be in front of all these people, and like, uh, just so you guys know, Countryfied UK is going to be known in Blackpool, in Blackpool <laughs> on the arena stage, and to the, and to the um, people of Africa, Mexico, <laughs> uh, France, Germany. Now it's Blackpool. <laughs> but yeah, so looking forward to that. But um, and then again, we'll have interviews from him. We're just waiting. Uh, for Jack and Tim to arrive to hopefully interview them. Yep, and then we've got Hayley McKay um, a little bit later on, and hopefully a little something from uh, Cassia Gill um, and Matt uh, uh, Spracklin when uh, when he's. I mean, he's constantly busy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll. Well, he's hosting like a stage, so we are trying our best to get these interviews, but it is so chaotic here. Yeah. Um, it's our first experience I'm, of doing anything like I'm this. I'm not going to lie, I'm enjoying myself. I am. So I mean, our job seems a lot easier when you look at like some of these artists having to run around and doing, yeah. doing stuff and that. So, but um, We just had to find a quiet place, which we have. But yeah, 100%. But yeah, so we'll check in with you guys later on once, yeah. um, once we've be on stage and let you, let you know how that goes that's if I'm not carted away in an ambulance by then and right so we'll check in with you guys later on we'll speak soon so like literally how has your weekend been you only came today though haven't you yeah we set off from Darlington this morning on the road and uh, got here and yeah, fantastic! Yeah. Great to great to be here. I was meant to play here. Uh, I think it was last year. Obviously, yeah. COVID got in the way, and so now I'm finally here and um, seeing some uh, familiar faces and artists, and it's it's just great. It's a nice atmosphere here. People are really nice. It is. It's, it's pretty cool here because uh, when when we arrived yesterday. When we first actually got here, there was only like maybe a couple hundred people, which I still thought was amazing. And uh, then we went off, did an interview. We came back into the room. Next thing you know, there's like a thousand people standing in this one little hall. And I was just like, oh, this is weird. Uh, uh, COVID's really you know, throwing us off. Yeah, like it's it's meant to, to have, to, to be at a festival again. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we adapt and we just get right back to it. 
it's weird because I was at one last weekend, but it was like outdoors and there was like 5,000, 6,000 people. It was just mental to be like wow. around them people again. Yeah. It's like quite scary to be fair. Like when you haven't been allowed it for 18 months. Mm. Right. It's just good yeah. to be back. Oh, what good what was back. it like performing in front of a live crowd again? Oh, it was. I appreciate it even more now after the past year. Um, people really appreciative. There was a bloke in front sat down in a, in a chair and he had his cowboy hat on and his shirt and he was loving it. And just everyone was just, yeah, really appreciative. And I, I was buzzing. And some of them songs I haven't really, you know, performed live because with the three of us, because I had a fiddle player and yeah. my guitarist. Yeah, we loved that. Uh, it was nice. I like, what did I you say it looked like? Which one? The vi- violinist, fiddle player. Oh, um, it, oh, God, what are Dave, Dave. Oh, Dave, yeah. Dave, really? Yeah. I thought <laughs> you looked like him. I thought, blooming heck, if you started singing uh, <laughs> a Foo Fighters song, it would have been perfect. Um, but no, it's it's awesome. Just, uh, just so you know, because unless, unless you've been looking on at Instagram, I'm Alex and this is Blaine. Um, just, just in case. But uh, it's great that like you're from the northeast as well, because um, we're speaking to like Tommy Atkins later on, mm-hmm. and it's like there seems to be just more and more like country singers popping up from like the northeast. Mm. Um, do you feel like in the UK that the country music scene's grown? Oh, definitely. I think uh, I remember a few years back going to the first country to country festival, and that has grown more and more. And I'm playing there next year. Oh yeah! So that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think in the northeast, it, it's um, hopefully going to grow more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I put on a night. Uh, recently with myself, Kezia Gill and Biddy Vanell at the Forum Music Centre in Darlington and that was sold out, you know, so it just shows that, that you know, people are Definitely, yeah. like, yeah. it's brilliant There seems to be like more and more concerts popping up at the Sage in Gateshead, mm. uh, like especially like Americana, yeah. folk music, yeah. country music and that and it's good good for the yeah, like Britain, but good for like the region as well mm. Which, uh, are you doing uh, on country to country because there's three venues, uh, Glasgow London and Ireland, which one do you London. Oh, we're at Glasgow. Oh, nice. We, we've got tickets, yeah. but like it was, we had them from like 2020, and it got cancelled. Yeah. And then it was like we had just got them for like Lucombs, I think it was. Oh, right. And then uh, yeah, but I think we're going to try and go for the whole weekend now. I think one of the best acts I've seen there a few years back, we went. Uh, Chris Stapleton, he was an oh. unreal, and um, Carrie Underwood. Oh. And I went to Nashville uh, about six years ago and saw her live, and she just blows it out of the water. I can only imagine. Are you, yeah. By any chance, are you a Taylor Swift fan? Um, oh, you might have one. Y- uh, yeah, like uh, I think she's great, and I think she's done. She's brought country to a new audience. Definitely, she's she was like the first one to really make that mainstream. But I more sort of listened to. Like the older, like Dolly Parton, Alison oh, Krauss. Yeah. But I love all types of music. Like on my playlist, I've got Northern Soul. I've got uh, Pulp. I've got all sorts. But it's the best way. C- country, yeah. I think you know Taylor Swift is great, but I don't necessarily listen to like her albums. It's really funny because uh, UK artists w- wouldn't say Taylor, but they would say Carrie Underwood and stuff like that. But every American female artist that we've asked just say, "Oh, who's like inspirations." Taylor Swift is the first name that comes up. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see that. Mm. No, definitely. Um, 
But like the, when the woman like announced you on stage, she like compared you to say like many great singers. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel even more pressured when you're oh, on stage? That's what I said to uh, Dave, the guitarist. I said pressure. <laughs> 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 but no, no, it's it's really lovely. And how was the experience when you performed for Sunday for Sammy? Oh, that I, I just that got. Well. Honestly, I still get shivers today. One of the best gigs of my life. Really? Yeah. I was so close to going. Well, the, one of the first bands my dad introduced me to was Lindisfarne, who obviously are big in the, in the North East. Yeah. And you hear it come through on Sam Fender's stuff, and, you know, it's kind of seeping through a little bit, which is great. But one of my favourite songs by them was Run For Home, and at the end of the concert, I was, it was just such a surreal moment because I listened to that song growing up and then suddenly I was singing it with, Obviously, Alan Hull wasn't there, but the other acts and um, Mark Knopfler and Matt Healy from 1975 now and had a harpist and a choir behind me. And I just remember on the night, we all had an after party at the Vermont Hotel and someone got up with a saxophone and it was just the best. (laughs) That sounds amazing. It was just the best. I would absolutely love that. If a guy gets up with a saxophone, you know it's going to be a good time. A good time. But uh, another question I've got for you is that you've opened for like many great like artists like Tom Jones and that, and you've worked with like top songwriters as well. So if you had to pick to write an album with one songwriter and one artist, who would it be and why? Ooh. Hardest question Ooh. ever. Oh, songwriter. Oh my god, hard question. Without offending anyone. Well, you know, like Dolly Parton, she's a great songwriter, yeah, but she's also an artist. An artist. It could be yeah. like, in that case, you could pick like two then. Like, so it could be someone like Luke Holmes and then another and artist as well. Chris Stapleton, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that would be. <laughs> what about Russell Dickerson? <laughs> oh, yes. That's going to really annoy him. Hey, what did they write? He'll, I bet he's written loads of hits, so I won't even. Uh, have you heard this? Um, he's got his uh, new album out, uh, Southern Sympathy. Home sweet, yours. I need to listen to this. Oh, right. Send me the links. I was going to say, I'm, I'm definitely saying that he's, he's my favorite. He was the first country artist that I've seen like live and stuff. And yeah, uh, that's how we got it because we went to the Sage to go and see uh, Darius Rucker. Oh, yeah. And he was supporting him. And that's yeah. like that was Alex's first taste in the country music, and that was like just fell, yeah. fell in love with us straight mm-hmm. away. Um, but that. To be fair, he's he's not like he's not massive as such, but he's he's starting to get there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. That's my bit. But um, so coming back back here, and uh, you've got how many gigs have you had? You've obviously had uh, like a minimum of two so far. This year. Yeah. Um, I've done quite a lot of live streams, and I've I've done a few at the forum in Darlington, like with the band. I did oh. a live stream gig for. RTE, the Today Show, which is Ireland's biggest daytime TV show. So that's cool. Um, Yeah, I've been doing... can't think off the top of my head. This is like the first, yeah, first festival of this year. That's brilliant. And I've got a tour coming up later on in the year. I'm actually in Newcastle, 3rd of December at the Globe. So be around. We'll definitely be around. We're we're always around when it comes to... And are you going to the... um, the country awards down in London in November. Um, I was up for nomination, so it just depends. Right. 
if I've you know been selected because I think it goes to different panels. Yeah, I think like that's the ideal. Yeah. I'm playing in London on the Friday night, and the awards are on the Saturday. Yeah. So it means you know I could just stay, stay. in London that weekend. Yeah, because we've got like a fingers singer songwriter like Carousel sort of thing on, yeah. on the Sunday, so that'll be yeah. really good. Yeah. Because we're, we're planning on going uh, mm-hmm. to that. Um, our friend uh, Charlotte Young's been nominated as well, so yeah. um, it's uh, quite, a, quite a few people we're starting to know now who's getting nominated. So Absolutely. It must be so, like, what kind of feeling is it to be nominated for something like that? That must be amazing. It's nice, it gives you a boost. Yeah, yeah I bet. It gives you a bit of confidence and must be doing something right. 100%. Well, all the best for you with that, but. What has the rest of 2021 got in store for you? Would you like to tell anyone what is, if you've got any songs coming out, albums coming out, more yeah. tours? I've been writing with a guy in Nashville called Bill DeLuigi on Zoom. Nice. And I've got a song coming out called Find Myself in a Song, which is what I sang today. I think it was number it was second. And it's about me growing up listening to music and my first sort of performances were on and my grandma ran a pub and I'd be singing on the bar to Pulp Disco 2000. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that, that song is a bit about me, so it's it's a bit more sort of sentimental and that, that one's coming out in October. And then I've got a lot of songs lined up, I just need to finish them in the studio. Um, and then I've got, you know, my, my tour and I'm playing at Manchester Gulliver's 10th of November London 229 Club, 12th of November, and Newcastle, the Globe, 3rd of December. Happy days. <laughs> what's, <laughs> it like, what's it like writing a song over Zoom with somebody like in a different country? The time difference. Yeah. Oh, um, I had a session a while back with a guy from Reverend and the Makers, Ed Cousins. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. And um, that was a song for sync, so it was pitching towards... Um, a thing out on Netflix, you might have heard of it, called Clickbait. Yes. yes. So we were, like, writing a song to pitch for that. Unfortunately, it didn't get selected, but... Um, and because it was, like, part of a songwriting camp, so you started sort of on the night. We didn't finish till midnight, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty tiring. But I, you click with different... Like, I've luckily, I've clicked with everyone I've, I've written with online. Um so yeah, it it can be done, and it saves you driving to places. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, you just get your cup of tea. Where do you, sat there where and... do you put like inspiration for a song? Is it like just something that you say, or is it a thought in your head, or like? Like some days, you know, it, I don't always get inspiration. Like some days, it's really hard, but then other days, it'll just like Wild West. I just I wrote that really quickly, yeah. and I just picked up my guitar. And, had this melody going around in my head and I watched some old like western films and Calamity Jane for the first oh, time yeah. and that all inspired me and kind of got that train thing so sometimes when I write songs I picture it in my mind like a movie and yeah it just sometimes it just comes together quite quickly oh, and other really times cool. it takes time <laughs> I like that I'll yeah. yeah, tell you what I would have loads of songs right now because I'm such a movie man if I yeah. had melodies got like problem is it would just be Ghostbusters the entire the- thing um, so just rewrite he Ghostbusters he does it every time it's like Marvel who's the other one Tay Tay like you mentioned nothing wrong with Tay Tay but Blade's got an issue with Taylor Swift and Marvel no no, I'm not a problem with her I just don't like when he calls her Tay 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 he's a 
It's not like a 13-year-old girl. There's nothing wrong with calling her Tate. Dwayne Johnson does it. And he's the rock. So... <laughs> Um, well, hey, thank you so much for coming uh, to join us. Um, we Are you going to be here for the rest of the day? Yep. Will we stay I'm until booked, 1 o'clock in the morning? I'm booked an Airbnb down the road. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to make a night of it. So who's, who's the actor that you're most looking forward to seeing today? Wildwood King. That's a good one. We're but ev- everyone, really. Yeah. Know, I like to stumble across the new acts. Exactly. Everyone, everyone's great. Um well, it's like um, yesterday with uh, Jack and Tim. Uh, like I know that he was the guy who got the golden buzzer, and, and I still never saw it. But then him and his son came up on stage yesterday, first act of the whole thing, and he was bloody amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and his son can sing. Like he he did um, the version of Footloose. Oh, wow. oh, he was amazing. And but it then said, it was a weird day yesterday because we had the father and son, we had oh, brother yeah. and sister, and then a married couple. Like all performing together, it was just insane. It was yeah. like family business. Nice. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for coming, and hopefully, we'll catch up with you a bit later uh, with maybe a drink in the hand. Yeah, so, definitely. Brilliant. Well, thank you. We're joined by Tommy Atkins, who has just performed at the Winter Gardens. Which, Tommy, how did that feel? That felt very bizarre. It's my first time in front of a live crowd since March 2020. So it was literally the week before lockdown when I last performed at the Clooney in Newcastle. Uh, uh, yay. Um, yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> um, so it was bizarre to see everyone oh, drinking and just being so close noise. together. Yeah, being close <laughs> together. Just the nat- you forget the natural noise of a room when you're playing. People are talking and dancing and whatever, and it's like. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy having people like singing your song at you? Because I, I was with you know, stood behind a tractor. Yes, I saw <laughs> I appreciate it very much. <laughs> I do uh, like that song. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, and you know, it's it's always kind of strange doing an acoustic set at this sort of show because yeah. Morgan Way were on before me, and the the noise that comes out of them is amazing. Um, but then you'll see you coming back down to like an acoustic set, so. And they kind of feel the need to get oh, the audience yeah. involved, clapping and whatever. And but sometimes that's what you need is a nice acoustic yeah. sound. So I, I'm a massive fan of acoustic. Just yeah. I, I do like bands, but there's nothing better than sitting back, relaxing, and just listening to someone just sing yeah. with their yeah. guitar. It's amazing. I believe like when it's stripped back like it is, you can just showcase your talent, like yeah. your voice, and like you can just prove like how good you are. Yeah. Like you don't need a band like that to be yeah. there. Oh, definitely. And like the whole, like the whole audience was engaged right there. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, I've, and what I love about this is that this is uh, we've our second interview together. Yeah, and yes, this one is face to face. Yeah, finally. <laughs> we we did say on that very first episode, hopefully we will get to do this face to face. Yeah. And here we are in Blackpool, out of all places, doing it face to face. Here we are. <laughs> so happy about that. So what what do you make of Blackpool? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. We're, we're exactly on the same page as you. It is a yeah. yeah. Like, having grown up in Newcastle, you know, I'm used to a Saturday night on the big market. Oh, like, yes. I'm yeah. used to that sort of thing. the big market looks like Miami. Yeah. Can I just it say? It does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I take the big market any day. <laughs> like, three in the morning big market is 3pm here in Blackpool. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, it's, um... 
Winter Gardens is lovely, though. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, when we did our video before. We came just to pick up our press passes like first thing in the afternoon. We're like, oh, this is like unbelievable outdoors. And then like we came in like last night and had the candles lit in the um, ballroom for like the performances. But luckily, we got in today before anyone was there. So we got to take some like pictures and it was just so beautiful. Absolutely You can understand why they film Strictly Come Dancing here as well. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm a massive fan, but I may watch it. It's, a, it's entertaining. Yeah, and it's, as you say, the the ballroom is absolutely beautiful. It's it's a brilliant venue for this sort of show where, 100%. as you say, people are, are you know want to be open dancing, but also you want to be listening as well. Yeah. It's, it's a good venue so that people aren't pushed in like they are in an academy, for instance. It's a uh, yeah, it's a nice yeah. thing. But the uh, last time that we spoke, um, September the first. Your album mm. came out. Yes. So how has that like been for yourself, like having like an album come out and what's the response been like and yeah. everything like that? It's been a bit mad. It's been a mad week. Um, so we're speaking, what, is it today, Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Any day later. Cool. So yeah, the, the album came out on Wednesday and I wasn't really expecting it to chart too much because we'd done like a pre-order thing where... You know, I know a lot of my kind of biggest supporters had pre-ordered the album directly, but there we go. The album went, ended up going number Fantastic. one here in the UK and over in New Zealand as well. I, I love how it goes over in New Zealand number one yeah, as well. You, that yeah, must yeah. be amazing. Big draw in New Zealand because you had a couple yeah. of number one singles across there. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. I, like, I know my sister. My sister lives out there, and she. You know, introduce a couple oh, she's of people promoting to it, it for you. Yeah, that's what it is. There we are, grassroots promotion. But I didn't think she'd done enough to to warrant number wow. ones over there. No, but, you know, that's so again. cool. Anyone <laughs> listening, obviously, get Tommy's sister on the go. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> she's doing a great job over there. Agent Atkins. There you go. That'll be a, that'll but no, be a but then day. like that obviously leads to, like opportunities for you to go and then like do a tour out in New Zealand. Yeah, like yes. that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, as soon as they open those oh. borders back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, like, it's baby steps at the minute because it's yeah, just weird definitely. being, like, amongst an audience to begin with and then yeah. you being able to perform and events like this happening and yeah. then hopefully it's just going to just skyrocket now. Yeah, definitely. Cross. Uh, especially being uh, number one, which uh, I bet you can't uh, get enough of hearing. Uh, I, I, I'd be saying it all the time. It's just, hi, I'm Tommy. I'm number one, by the way. Um, but uh, just going back to the performance uh, tonight, um, obviously you got us up on stage uh, to do yeah. something, which I'm not going to lie, I was not expecting. <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, is he going to try and make us like sing a line or something like that? What did you make us do, Tommy? Well, seeing as I'm here without my band, as I say, I normally perform with my band and being acoustic, you know, there's only so many things I can do by myself on guitar. So there was a little instrumental break in one of my new songs called Time of the Month and had you guys come up on stage and play air guitar for 20 seconds or so and... uh, and yeah, who? Uh, so I'm turning this into a challenge. No. <laughs> Out of Alex and oh, Blaine, who, no, I can because I'm losing. <laughs> who played air guitar better? I, the crowd. I, I think the crowd right, definitely. Yeah, the crowd. Yeah, the crowd <laughs> no, yeah. don't, don't, don't take this influence. <laughs> No, <laughs> I think you both have very bright futures as air guitarists. Yeah, very, very differently. But if someone just edged it, I was more acoustic. Yeah, exactly. You were more ukulele. I was more for the environment. More, more nuance. And, yeah, 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 yeah. 
This is, this is rubbish. Like, <laughs> I, I had facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. You had one facial expression, but it was more of a tomato based. Yeah, okay. honestly, I do not like getting in front of crowds, but how can I resist? You're yeah. a good sport. I was, yeah, I was over there much. I'm not gonna honestly, like, 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 Alex yeah. will tell you, I was like pacing back and forth. Yeah, I was like, I need a drink, Alex, I need a drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna bounce off the walls. I was like, Alex, I ain't got another pair of underwear. Yeah. We, we literally we said we're not gonna start drinking until nine o'clock tonight. And as soon as I said, Oh, Tommy's gonna get us on stage to do like, something. Double vodka, please. Yeah, he, he was just like, We need to go to the bar, I need to get a drink of me. So like, I, was, I, Even mom, I texted my mum saying what was happening, she was like, Blaine. Done. <laughs> she was like, I know what you like doing. But it's it's, it's over and done with, and you know, it's, yeah. it's a learning curve. But, but uh, yes, thank you for that. I'm not gonna lie, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I must it. ask is, um, what's the meaning behind the song of like Cinderella's Had a Drink? Yeah, we didn't ask that last time. <laughs> it's a very deep song, very deep song, you know, real, real. Yeah, it yeah, sounds it definitely sounds behind it. Um, yeah. It was uh, kind of inspired by a friend of mine who we used to go out drinking with um, on the big market and in Whitley Bay back when it was a thing. And um, it was inspired by her because she was one of those people when you go out, you get to a certain point in the night and they just disappear and you have no idea where they've gone. Everyone's got one of them. Yeah, yeah. Every, in every group there's always one who yeah. just disappears, Disappear. doesn't answer the phone, could be dead on a pavement somewhere <laughs> for all you know. And that was always her, and it was always right around midnight, so I started calling her Cinderella. <laughs> um, That's fantastic. There was one time where she got brought home in a police car uh, with only one shoe. No. So it, it just... It, just it wrote pieces. itself. It wrote itself. Yeah. It really That's, did. That the is sharp fantastic. sisters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know for a second I didn't get the reference? I was thinking, are you, are you trying to get hooked up here? Or <laughs> I <laughs> then realised, yeah. <laughs> well done. That was quick for you. I'll yeah. give you that. Um, and uh, j- once again, just for the final bit on your performance, um, who was that lovely lady who came on and sang amazingly with you on that song? Yeah, that was Hilaria Angarad. Um, she's just released her own EP called Nightclub Floor, which is brilliant. Um, you know, we have quite different styles of country. Yeah. You know, Larry's got this amazing kind of pop country vibe, which is totally her own. Um, so we've never really worked together in the studio before, but seeing as we're coming here and we're both under the same roof, I was it's, like, it's amazing. Let's have a, let's have a sing song. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as you said to us just before, um, you were saying that we, you tried to practice, but you couldn't. So you just had to be like, we'll just have to practice it on stage when we do it live. Yeah. So. And uh, I tell you what, it worked really well. Like her voice really complimented with yours. Yeah. It was really good. Um, well, I thoroughly good. enjoyed uh, enjoyed a bit of a collaboration. I do yeah. like. I, I love when things get a surprise. Like it's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a collaboration good. that we need to make happen between Tommy and the girl that we interviewed just before, um, Christy Huff. Oh, and Haley. oh, Haley. Yeah, <gasps> Haley. Oh, she's, yes. from, yeah. she's from Darlington. So oh, okay. there's like the northeast connection there. If you want to class Darlington, like some people might not want to, but <laughs> yeah, she's got a few performances coming up in like Newcastle in yeah. this area and that. But that's something that, that has is. to happen because yeah. them two, then your voice and her voice, like just will connect perfectly. Yeah, and because oh, nice. with your voice, I love and it's it's lush to hear uh, live. 
you do that little country twang in it um, when you, you, you like when you get get a high note you do this little tw- like literally you can hear the kind of country like yeah. uh, it is fr- it's very cool um, if I went to do that I would sound like Scooby Doo and completely mess it up but. I've seen her in the audience when we're on stage because we interviewed her just beforehand like, yeah, oh yeah watching. we're coming on stage and that with Tommy and she was like alright we're coming to watch for saying and I was like oh, oh no, oh, no. Not, not another two pairs of eyes yeah. but that's definitely a class that should happen Absolutely. we'll set it up yeah. But, yeah. well Tommy thank you so much uh, for coming in and speaking to us once again uh, we know you've got a long drive back which we will be doing the same tomorrow um, as we're not too far away um, but I hope you have a safe journey back thank you so much for talking to us and I really hope the rest of 2021 goes well for you oh cracking thanks very much guys and thank you very much for my t-shirt yes countryfied UK t-shirt you can just wear it at every gig that's yeah, absolutely fine we'll yeah. give you some cards to hand out you know yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> you earned it <laughs> <laughs> well thanks Tommy and we'll speak soon bud cheers so we're joined by Els Bailey who has just performed at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool Els how was it? yeah it was pretty uh, pretty insane actually it's just so nice to see people again perform in front of people instead of a glass screen yeah face to face face to face it's amazing I mean we've spoken everyone we've spoken to is like we do over Zoom and it's just like when we met up with Remedy Club yesterday and it's just like this is weird we're actually talking to someone face to face and like asking questions it's amazing but uh, obviously your performance went really well tonight <laughs> and obviously that, that is our opinion um, oh, you, you might think uh, otherwise but if no, it you, felt yeah, good it felt good, good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I know some artists might think oh I could have done better no it was awesome thank you um, so did you have a preference on your performance to doing like the main stage could we say and then like the singer song songwriter carousel did you have like a, one well they're two one? just like to- they're two totally different things like I love to like you know, I have a big band, it's noisy, it's rocky, it's kind of in your face, and it's, you know, I'm a songwriter, so it's nice to strip it all back, to play something different, you know, there were a couple of tunes, that, well, three tunes that weren't in my set, so, and um, it's nice to just talk about the songs a little bit, like, even on the main stage, I'm going to talk about, oh, you know, yeah. stories behind the songs and stuff like that. Which, which is your favourite song out of them all that you do, if oh my gosh. one? It, do you know what, it, it just varies, like... And, and every album there's difference and also like so on my second record like one of my favourite songs is Deeper yet I'd hate playing it live you know <laughs> I feel like we never capture how it sounded on the record yeah um, and yet there's some songs from the album that I just feel like light up on stage so yeah it's uh, it just varies, really. Oh, I bet. So, like, going back to, like, songwriting, you were just saying before that you'd just become, like, a mother. Yeah. Do you feel like you can, like, transform, like, that experience into, like, some of your future songs? Oh, 100%. I definitely think, like, right now, uh, probably not. It's sort of pretty much, you know, knee-deep in pee and vomit and all of that. The good stage. The yeah. good stage, yeah. No, he's, he, <laughs> he's wonderful. He's so, so, so great. And I will start writing again, but... I just, you know, trying to balance everything and I'm promoting a new album and uh, I did, I, I, you know, it was all very well planned. It was like, got pregnant, made a record, made an EP, you know, I've got a lot of content to release before I have to start writing again. So, you know, and lots of experiences to have before I start writing. So what is the new album called? Uh, So the album is called Shining in the Half Light. And uh, it's basically like 
March 2020, the lights were turned out, the stages were dismantled. You know, the doors were locked. The music, like music industry, or the live music industry was like plunged into the half-life. And I, like many people, took to the screen and lived that dystopian dream for however, or dystopian nightmare for however long it was. And what I found, so inspiring was all the artists and and all the producers and you know festivals that were like you know what sod it we're still going to make this work we're going to put you know live stream festivals together we're going to do a radio show we're going we're still going to bring music to people and that was like that for me when it got you know to the darkest part of the pandemic for me seeing other people do that like made me want to continue and to do this so it's kind of for everyone who was shining in the half-life. Yeah, that's awesome. Zoom's been like a godsend to everybody at the minute. I've, I've, been, I've been using Zoom for years. I was like, I know about this. <laughs> I should have brought shares in Zoom. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it's the same with people about masks and things yeah. like that. Imagine, oh, oh yeah, we'll just sell them the hospitals, make a bit of profit. Pandemic, here we go. Just <laughs> <laughs> put them all up on the shelf. I know, like, people's been able to, like, write music with, like, songwriters in Nashville. Well, Shining in the Half-Light was written with a, a Nashville songwriter. Oh. So, yeah, it, I love the fact that the, the one song that was written over Zoom is uh, the title track to the album. Yeah, it's quite fitting to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah, and like performance is not like engaging with your audience, like yeah. still keeping like relevant with your fans and everything like that. What I really loved, and and actually like the other level of of the album title is, it wasn't just about the artists and the fans. It was about the fans and the fans, and yeah. you're commenting together. And and I was seeing people become friends. Yes. And I was seeing communities being built in this time of like real isolation. And, 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 and now they're all meeting up at different gigs and they've all like found loads of different artists and I just think it's beautiful. So how, how does it's that beautiful make you mess. feel, like knowing that you're like the sole, like sole cause behind that? Well, no, it's not, it's not just me, like, but between like loads of other bands and stuff, yeah, it's no, definitely it's, not just me, like. No, no, well, because we, we literally say this in nearly every episode, it's amazing, especially with country music as well, that how many people have kind of gotten together, especially during the pandemic, and they're just like, oh, you love country music, I love country music yeah. as well. Do you like this person? Yeah, I like yeah. that person. And then next thing you know, saying, oh, are you going to this gig, this gig, this gig? And Because that's yeah. what we've been doing. Like we, We're good uh, friends with Tommy Atkins, only because he was our first ever interview with um, on our Countryfied UK. It's uh, almost like we, we class it as like one big country music family. Yeah. Like it's a community where if we go to this concert or we go to like the uh, awards down in November in London, and you'll see the same faces there. It's lush, isn't it? It is. To me, I was doing the carousel earlier, and it just summed up, like, I'm, I feel very lucky that I'm sort of part of the country scene, the blues scene, the Americana scene. I sort of, like, have straddled across all of these genres. And um, they're all such beautiful scenes. Like, the grassroots music scene is just amazing. And there I was, and Katie Hurt was sat on the floor, like, right at the front. And then two people down was a man in a Katie Hurt T-shirt. And I was like, that's what it's all about. It's like the artists and the fans, like, getting together like, yeah we, we were talking to somebody before and they had like a t-shirt on from 2017 from an artist that was performing here and they recognised them up like Blackpool yeah. yeah and like were oh yeah that's just, must that's be it, such an it? unreal feeling seeing your name on like someone's shirt yeah it's pretty mad yeah, the one feeling cool. I would love is that when you're singing up there and people start singing back your own Oh, song. yeah, so good. I can't even imagine. So, so the first festival back uh, was a rock festival called Love Rocks and Jasper was nine weeks old 
and I arrived and it's been pretty mental like emerging out of this pandemic with a baby like like no one saw me pregnant now I'm just like so it's uh so it's, are you sure that you had a baby like, yes <laughs> yeah and, and, and so we arrived and I, I literally saw this crowd of people and burst into tears I was like I'm not sure I'm ready for this like this is really crazy and but backstage they'd they'd made um like this whole area for us and but it was it was pretty mental but anyway literally like fed him dropped him and my husband off at the hotel drove back to the festival walked straight on stage did the set had no idea what the fuck was going on sorry (laughs) and um and then everyone started singing back to me and i just cried i was like this is insane like here i am like i've not seen people for so long and you're just singing the lyrics back to me yeah it was it was I, I, would, I would love to just have something like that. Uh, that would be so good. But um, have you got any plans for the rest of 2021? More gigs? I thought you were about to say rest of 2020 then. I was like, yeah, sure. Wait, <laughs> wait, no, well. we are in 2021. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, yeah, I've got a whole tour. So uh, where are you guys from? Newcastle. 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 I'm playing in Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. Well, I'm playing the same. Newcastle. I like Sage Gateshead. So come oh, on down. Yeah, so yeah. Where, where about is that? that? In Gateshead, which is right oh, yeah, yeah. at the so stage. I know where that, oh, when and about. Oh, oh, when, sorry. I That's my accent as well, mate. I can't, yeah, I can't believe I didn't clock you from Newcastle. It's been a while it's since I've travelled. It's because we're sort of like not fully Geordies, because we're from yeah. like Northumberland, okay. so like 15, 20 miles old. So it's just slightly different. Yeah, so it's, it's a okay. different one yeah. to it. Okay, so I'm playing on the 11th of December and Demi Mariner is opening for me. Oh, well, but yeah, we've got a whole tour that's been rescheduled like five times. So if you, you know, oh, we'll wherever people we'll are listening, be we'll be there. We'll be in uh, Newcastle. We love going to the stage for especially. So glush, isn't it? I can't wait. Amazing. Can't wait. I was so close. I was so close to making that. It was sold out, and it was the twenty. Uh, when was it? Twenty first of March, something like that, or twenty third of March. It was so close. I was like, it was basically like the day they locked us down. So, yeah, we well, the Sage is like where Alex began his journey in the country music. Yeah, well, oh, we went and seen Darius Rucker and oh, uh, Russell Dickerson, and it was Russell Dickerson who came on first, and like I just fell in love with his voice and like the songs, and then Darius Rucker came on and he was doing like Wagon Wheel. Love uh, it. Ever since, I've just been Luke Combs, Luke Bryan, just like, going through the country, Love and now we've got a podcast. So. Nice. <laughs> Uh, do you have like any music videos any yeah yeah I've got well so I've I've, um, I've sort of uh, I've found it quite hard to do music videos for this album purely because like I I've just had a baby and I'm like I don't really want people to see me but um, yeah we are working on music videos at the moment and uh, I've got um just new music coming out so the first single's out it's called Cheats and Liars oh yeah Cheats (laughs) and Liars it's basically about those people sat in their ivory towers that told us to all go and retrain yep we'll sing another song for Cheats (laughs) and the Liars I like it I look forward to that (laughs) yeah well, um, hopefully we'll catch up with you uh, on the 11th of December because I tell you now that we will definitely be there anytime there's a country gig in Newcastle any chance there's a chance we get to go to a gig we'll be there love it we've just been deprived for like 16, 18 months or whatever so mental isn't it it is 
Um, this is something else that we always ask people as well um, who are doing music videos. If you need two uh, Geordie lads in the video, just let us know. We'll, we'll, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Love we're, it. We're Back wondering. Doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, I want dancers, baby. I, well, I'm not sure if you saw us do air guitar with Tommy Atkins on stage. I didn't, no. Okay, yeah, in that case, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, do it. Sold, sold. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Um, Love it. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. Um, we will let you go and enjoy the rest say, of the night. I'm going to say, see Wilder Kindler, one of my faves. So. In that absolutely. case, we will let you very go much. There. Thank you. We'll speak soon. So we're day three at the British Country Music Festival, and it has been amazing. What did you think, Berlin? It's been head, like start to finish. Like this is the final day today, and it's been absolutely splendid from start, like to say, start to finish. Yeah, we've seen some amazing acts, um, and uh, we finished off uh, last night in the Empress Ballroom, listening to Katie Hurt, Els Bailey, Wild Woodkin, Gareth Nugent, and then we had uh, Matt. Uh, Spracklin, oh, that was a cool little set at the end. There was people doing the bloody conga. <laughs> yeah, so like, like you say, uh, the last time we checked in, we'd, uh, we were going to see Tommy Atkins, and then he had that challenge for it, mm-hmm. where we had to get on stage. And that was not a pleasant experience at all, being on stage. But Tommy's, Tommy's performance was amazing. Then we got to see a bit of Bailey Tompkinson, and then, like Alex says, we moved straight to the uh, Emirates Ballroom. Yeah, and that was good. Um, um, I have to say, my favourite act last night was Wild Woodkin. Um, everyone was amazing, don't get me wrong. Like, Katie Hurt, Ellsbury, Garvin, like, they were so much fun to watch. Their voices are amazing. But Wild Woodkin, the harmonies, the music they played, I mean... The girl who's playing center, like in the center, playing like the drums and singing and stuff like that. She was incredible. They yeah, all were absolutely. It's amazing when like uh, almost a bit like Mumford and Son, how they can all play 100%. like instruments and all can sing as well. So absolutely fantastic. And then Gareth Nugent, like wow, um, he was fun. He was so he, he good. got the crowd, didn't he? He knew what he was doing. Such a great performer as well, and a great voice. And his band as well, they they just got right into it. Yeah. And that was just a perfect way to end the night ready for Matt Spracklin's like, country party. Uh, just, I loved at the very end as well when it was all over, just uh, the crowd at the front just started singing Country Roads. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was just singing Country Roads. And there's Matt uh, Spracklin on the front, hands up in the air, no music, just the whole of the crowd. I loved how he just it. came out with a glass of wine as well. Oh, that was cool. Just wheeled out his little DJ side. Uh, but yeah, he was just playing like absolute anthems um, from like the American country scene, um, all the way from like Sam Hunt to John Party, yeah, Luke Thomas Rhett, Luke Holmes, had a bit of Dolly Parton, yeah, that like, was good. Uh, everything. But uh, yeah, so people for were like last night finished at one o'clock, a bit worse for wear. A few people uh, it seems a bit quieter today. Yeah, well, final day. Um, so we've managed to uh, get here sharp and we watched uh, Tim Prottery Jones uh, and his band. Um, they were good. Uh, we got a front and centre. I got a good picture of them. Um, they sounded great. And that's 11 o'clock start. And the place was pretty pretty packed up then. And it, they, they were class. Like, I mean, that is a good wake-up call, if yeah. I'm honest with you. And uh, at the moment playing as Fine Lines, um, who we uh, just listened to before and we'll go back to soon. 
And then who else have we got? Uh, Martin Harley is on afterwards, and then Candy Carpenter, and then Lisa McHugh, and then the Orange Circus Band. To finish and off then the festival. The festival closes after that, so I don't know if there's some sort of like presentation at the end, or if the organisers might get on stage and like have a few words and stuff. So, yeah, um, final day, only a handful of acts today, and there's only the one stage, so everyone's like just crammed into like one area. Yeah, looking so, forward to the after party. Yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see, but um, yeah, really looking forward to uh, Lisa McHugh's performance today. That's going to be good, I think. She's definitely going to be a, a big one. But, I mean, actually, to be honest with you, they've all been brilliant. Like, yeah. they're all going to be so good. Um so, as far as I'm concerned, let's get ourselves back out there and let's get some country yeah, music. Let's finish off watching Fine Lines. We'll speak soon, guys. We are with uh, David from Fine Lines uh, and uh, we are very excited to have him, more for the fact that we've just found out he's from Morpeth as well as me and Blaine. <laughs> so, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about your Morpeth experience back in the day? Um, yeah, well, that's where I grew up. Um, from the age of one until I was 19 and um, it's a beautiful place um, Yeah, you'll get like... loads of people loving this now just because he says it's a great place <laughs> well it is, it is. Yeah. Um, still got uh, mum and dad there my brother lives there as well um, I live down in Cheshire at the minute um, but yeah go up there all the time I was there about three weeks ago Oh, that's crazy. We could have just had you on the podcast a few <laughs> weeks ago. If, if, like, yeah. Just, just come knock on my door. Yeah. <laughs> just, it would have been easier. Yeah, that would have been so cool. I'm trying to find you in this. I know it, it's hard, It would be harder to find us in this uh, like arena than it is to find us in Morpeth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the crazy part. Just say, oh, do you want to meet us up on Allery Banks? So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in five. It, it's crazy. Um, but uh, going going off the band's name, Fine Lines. Where did that come from? Um, well, the name was. Um, I I took from a, a John Martin song, who oh. is not a noted country singer, but um, a, but a, a folk singer that I I really love, and it was just a name like a song that I loved from years back, and um, uh, I just thought it'd make a cool name for a band. Really. That was it. It is a good name. Yeah. So <laughs> how did like all you like members get together? How did the band like form? Um, well, it, it started off uh, five years ago. I was. Um, looking to just do a solo project um i'd been in a in a, in a rock band before um and that just split up and i just wanted to do something on my own uh, so and i had this idea about a, a country kind of americana kind of style thing you know with a folk influence as well um you know like a dylan ryan adams sort of thing and so I, I started this off, and then and I asked various friends to come in and, and on the recordings and stuff. And then I thought, oh, well, it'd be nice if they played live, and yeah. and got them in live. And before I knew it, we had this like six-piece band, which has now grown to a seven-piece. Oh wow! Um, so it's gone from this really easy to manage solo project <laughs> to this like massive. Seven piece. Yeah, it's a good thing they're not all here. We won't get them in the room. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. Um, but could, how was it playing live again, especially at this festival? Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It's. I mean, I think for everybody, it's been a really difficult oh, eighteen definitely. months. Um, you know, not being able to you know get out and um, play for people and 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 not do the thing that kind of comes so natural. Yeah, um, and so this is, I think, our fourth gig so far oh, this year. Um, so it's been fantastic. But this, but 
kind of importantly, this has been the first one indoors in a room, you know, in a room with a ceiling, you know, with with people, and, yeah. it, and it it's just felt thankfully so normal. Yes, and, yeah, um, and and just and you would just totally take that for granted in the past, and I don't think anyone will ever again because no. it, it's yeah. it's it's just it's quite a thing. It's it's quite an emotional thing when you stand in. On a stage or, or or in the audience watching something and go, we used to do this all the time. I know, and, and, but we don't do it all the time. And uh, it could have been taken away from you. You know, you're permanent. not the you're not the only artist we were spoken to who have said the exact same thing that they wouldn't ever take it for granted. Um, and it, it like it seems like it. Obviously, COVID's been an awful thing, um, but has has it given you any extra time to do stuff yourself, like writing songs, promoting albums, or anything like that? Um, it, it did. I mean, it was very frustrating because we started recording our new album, uh, which is out in October, called Deadbeat Lullabies. Um, we started recording it in January of last year, and we got a few weeks in or two months in, whatever it was, before um, everything shut down. And we couldn't do anything at all. So, you know, not only could you not play live, but, I mean, you couldn't even go in the studio yeah. and sort of just sat at home like tear me hair out with I think we'd started three songs none of which were finished and I'm just like you know I just want to <laughs> frustrate them so, yeah. so frustrating and so it wasn't until last summer I think that you know, eventually you were able to go in a little bit and then there was another lockdown and, and well you know the story and so the whole thing's been really frustrating but I mean I was able to write songs and stuff um, you know and, and but it was more, I don't know, just a, a time to take stock, I think, of, yeah, you know, various various things in your life, things that you want to do, things that you missed, things that you didn't. Um, but, yeah, very frustrating time. Uh, one thing I've got to ask is, when you guys like, write a song, because there's so many members of you, how, what's, like, the process of, like, the songwriting for you? Um, well, n- well, all the songs now are, are pretty much written by myself and, and Mark, our drummer, uh, who's Mark Radcliffe. Oh, yes. The uh, celebrated radio DJ. B- yeah, BBC, wasn't from it? From the BBC. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, he and I met um, when I started in Fine Lines on my own. He had said, um, if I needed a drummer, like, um, you know, he'd, he'd get involved because he yeah. plays drums. That's cool. And played for years in bands. So I was obviously very flattered that he asked to be involved in, in what I was doing, and um, and it just started like that. He was just playing drums for um, on you know on the first record, and then when it came down to doing the second record, he said, "Oh, well, I've got a few lyrics because he writes songs as well." And so we started writing songs together, and and it just clicked straight away. I mean, I've always written mostly on my own, but um, with this case, it was like it was a kind of Elton John, Bernie Taupin sort of arrangement where he had the lyrics and he would hand me the lyrics and then I would go away and write the tune. And that's how we've continued ever since. Um, And it's just, it works like a dream. Like he seems to write lyrics, which I feel I can sing that that kind of means something to me. Um, And so that's been great. So we, we always approach songwriting like that and then we'll take the finished song to the band and, and get them to put their parts on it but we don't I mean we don't tell them what to, or very rarely tell the guys what to play yeah. and they just 
you know, Emily comes in with her fiddle parts and it's like, oh, brilliant, you know, and, and Jim with his bass lines and, and, and... So basically you've got trust in the whole band, like, because <laughs> they seem talented. Yeah, yeah no, so, okay, yeah. we have, I mean, it, and it, it's... I think with any band, it, it's some, it takes a while to, for it to gel into its yeah. its final or um, thing, and and it's taken a, a couple of years to, for the lineup to cement. And but I mean, everyone knows exactly what their role is and and and, and how to approach things. And and it's not to say that you it's always the same because you're always uh, lucky. We're always surprised by what they, they come yeah. up with, but it's. It's great, like just having that trust and not, yeah, um, my feeling on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I I am prone occasionally to to want to micromanage, but certainly in that in that sense, I don't I don't feel I have to tell them what to play because they they come up with something better than what I would I would suggest. You know, so, that's awesome. Which is a nice situation to be in. You know. 100 percent. So, like, do you know during lockdown, did you do any like live performances over Zoom or anything? Um, we did. Well, I mean, I did some on my own. I think, I think there was a little. I think we were all struggling a little bit, you know. Just, I mean, our singer Zoe had just had twins, um, so she was struggling, you know, with her own personal stuff. Yeah. And, um, so we didn't really do anything together. So that was that was a hard, you know. I mean, I know some bands really got um, together and, um, you know, did live streams and stuff and 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 we did and it took us i think till the end of last year and we were asked to do a live stream from the edge studios in um cheshire right and so we did that and that um and that's we put that up on youtube and that went out as a live stream and stuff oh, so that right. that was great but in the early stages it was mainly just me just singing covers on facebook and stuff and Perfect. Well, yeah. a lot of people do that and yeah honestly sometimes it's one of the best things you can do um because then you, your content gets out there people get to know you more and then as soon as you have it out you just go oh well, if you want to follow me on spotify instagram and all that yeah, and then yeah. uh, i love youtube but this tiktok have you have you ever used tiktok yet well my my daughters have got tiktok and so i'm, a, I'm aware of what it is yeah but it, it, i just i'm thinking <laughs> Should I be doing that at my age? I'm not sure. Well, funny enough, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock it straight away. We interviewed someone called Drew Baldridge in America, and uh, he said the same thing. He goes, "Oh, should I get TikTok for music?" He put on a song that he put just for a bit of fun yeah. and did a little video to it, like uh, just doing some, like uh, singing it to his wife. Um, he went away on holiday for a week, came back, and it had four million views in a week. Just it, it's just wow. uh, yeah, it's just a completely different platform. It's just something that we're learning about. We don't use I, it. Like, where, yeah. like I'm in my twenties and it's blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. They were speaking to some guy before. He's like, "Oh, you're young, you're hip, you're no all like technology." I'm like, no, <laughs> you're young. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, we're, we're using a dictaphone. I can press record and stop it. That's about it. And I think I know how to get well, it onto the computer. Well, so. that's about the extent of my. That's all we need. Yeah, we, yeah. Simple technology, none of this uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, no. everything. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'll speak to my girls and see if you know. Yeah, but they'll probably go. 
You on TikTok. <laughs> you should. Yeah, that would be actually. You should film that and then, <laughs> and then put it on TikTok, yeah. and that will really mess them up. Um, but uh, that's awesome. So, is there any more dates, uh, like tour dates, or like any? Um, got we've got on? a few dates at the moment. We're playing in Sutton near Macclesfield next Saturday, and Fair then we're well. playing Manchester Food and Drink Festival the following Sunday. Is that the eighteenth? Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Awesome. Um, and then we've got a few weeks break, and then we're doing. Um, some other stuff near near Christmas. We got uh, the album comes out on the twenty fifth of October. So there'll be some more dates around then. And, and at the moment, we're just really booking stuff in for next week, uh, next year. Should next say. year. So, have you got any plans to come back home to the northeast? Like, yeah, well, I, um, I'll be back. Um, uh, what to play or to just a bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're gonna. Um, um, I was well, I was gonna say I'll be up in a few weeks. But that will be of interest to the, the <laughs> listeners. Um, no, we're, we're planning to. We, we played at the Clooney a few times. All right. Oh yes. Um, and we were going to play last year, but obviously that, that got cancelled. So we're going to uh, play uh, in March. We have not got the date yet, but uh, is that at the Clooney again? Yeah. Um, yes, hopefully. And we we um, we might be doing something in Morpeth as well. As uh, party in the park. <laughs> Well, yeah, that would be great. Um, the Black Bull. Well, no, well, we were thinking about, because they put gigs on at the Morpeth Town uh, the, Yes, that's right. Um, so I saw it was yeah, it's, called, it's called like the Paddock or something up there. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, and and loads of friends from home going, oh, I should play there. You know, like, so we might do that. Well, if you Summertime, do that, we'll be there. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, summer. Time. Oh, summer will just walk perfect. across yeah. the common. Yeah, exactly. It'll literally just five minutes <laughs> and then we'll go over there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, we would definitely be back because, I mean, we we're keen to sort of branch out from the from the northwest, you know, and yeah. um, we've been to London and um, uh, down to Cornwall and, and up to the northeast, and we're hoping to go to Scotland next year and, and oh, various places. So, so apart from like like your tour dates, do you have any other plans for the rest of twenty twenty one? Maybe music um, videos, albums, new well, singles. We, we've just filmed a music video for the next single, which is called The Island. Um, we, there was talk about filming. The video on Holy Island. Oh, right, we couldn't it. make it work, so we filmed it. <laughs> I love how this keeps coming back to North yeah, yeah. Well, no, we genu- I'm not just saying this genuinely. We, we were talking about filming it on Holy Island, but, but too scared you'd get stuck on it, though. What well, the was that? It was just the logistics were just uh, nightmare. You know, the nightmare. So, yeah. um, with it, we haven't quite got the Hollywood budget, so yeah. we ended up filming it in the Northwest. But, um, but yeah, so we just filmed that, and that's coming out with the album in October. Um, so it's mostly just about promoting that and um, yeah, just just mainly organise because I mean this year's I think for everyone has been a bit up and down. Yeah. In in terms of not knowing if things are going on, like well, do we tour? Do we not? And so it's been a bit, you know, just odd gigs and stuff. Yeah. But next year we're 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 working on the on the, the tour and hopefully the, bigger and better things to come after. Well, all I hope this. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you ever do a music video and you decide to do it in Morbeth, there's two lads here who will <laughs> happily be in it. Um, uh, we, we used to do uh, drama as uh, kids, right. so okay. um, just just in case. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, but David, thank you so much for joining us. It's been oh, an absolute pleasure. Is there anything you would like to plug at all? Obviously, you can mention your album that's um, coming out again. Yeah, I mean, just just. Follow us on socials and, and look out for the album on the 25th of October. Fantastic. And what is the album called? Um, the album is called Deadbeat Lullabies. Um, oh, nice. And the, the website is wearefinelines.com.
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, David, and hopefully we'll catch up in Morpeth sometime. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're now at the end of the British Country Music Festival. That is absolutely gotten to say, at the very least. I mean, I am thankful, guys. I want to get into my own bed. I want to rest. My feet are killing from standing all day. I think it's However, my voice which is going talking to people. <laughs> absolutely, but yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic weekend for everyone that's been involved with like British country music. Like we said on Instagram before, from the organisers all the way down to like the artists to the staff here, and then most importantly, like the fans that's come and made it what it is. Honestly, it wouldn't have been anything without having the country fans here. Uh, they've been awesome. I mean, the drinks have been flowing. The dancing was done. I mean, there's some awesome. there's some characters here. Like, there's certain characters, and every time you see them, they just make you laugh. Hell yeah. It's been great. Um, I mean, uh, so we listened to, to Candy Carpenter before, who we got the interview as well, which was awesome. Um, Lisa McHugh, uh, she was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah so how about we start off like the day with like first act of the day was Tim Prottery Jones and his full band and that was unbelievable that was so that was 11 o'clock in the morning 11 <laughs> o'clock and if you ever needed a wake up call that was one and a half that is one way to wake up with a full band just boom 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 crazy and then we had um, Fine Lines come on um, he had his band with him we spoke to David uh, the main man himself uh, who was from Morpeth yeah um, shout out our homeboy <laughs> um, but who, yeah who we're going to be meeting up for drinks when he next visits around so. I mean yeah so like Fine Lines seven piece band on stage as well it was very cool they do not travel lightly <laughs> no um, great music great sound um, and then after him uh, Martin Hartley came on now he was definitely a different sound. Uh, uh, def- the bass player was an interesting look as well. He, he definitely looked old school funk. <laughs> yeah, big, big goody. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, just the, like, yeah, and there was a girl, like young girl, playing like the um, guitar. Oh, it definitely had an age range, didn't it? Yeah, but uh, again, great like vocal ability on his performance. Really got the crowd going as well. So. And then, obviously, we've got to come on to Candy Carpenter, who was just extraordinary. Um, she, like, her voice was amazing. Her yodeling. That was yeah. so cool. So, <laughs> although it is a British Country Music Festival, as Matt Sprockland said, there have been a few, like, international artists come. Yes, who slipped through the net, thankfully. <laughs> as, as quoted by Matt. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, Candy was one that came across from America, and by God, am I pleased she did. Mm. I actually... Mm, what a personality. Yeah, I'm starting to think she's probably been my favourite artist of the whole weekend. Um, like you said, from yodeling to like her songs, but her songs have like a sort of bit of humour to them as well. Very personal, um, yeah. which was great. Um, and it's and she released like because she hasn't released an album yet, and these are all like new songs like that were played for the first time, and it's the first time in the UK. Yeah. Um, so like massive, massive uh, big up for, uh, what, for a, what a reception she got uh, she came in obviously not from the UK first performance here so you could say many people this could be the first experience of having her mm. and her merchandise line and the meet and greet afterwards Perhaps. must have went on for about two and a half hours I, I think the merchandise table just got empty yeah <laughs> like, was, like people were gone. just queuing up to go and meet her and yeah just an instant like rapport with like the uh, audience which I almost fine because she came on stage by herself, like just a guitar on her. 
So yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then we got Lisa McHugh, who was great. Um, like, uh, well, congratulations to her as well. As, uh, yeah. as she pointed out on stage, that she was pregnant, didn't just have a big lunch. <laughs> that was that she said yeah. that, not me. Just uh, want to clear yeah. that up. And that's why, well, yeah, she's like t- turned Irish, should we say, because she moved yeah. there like many years ago. And turned she came, Irish. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, came with like her own songs and then did covers. She did like uh, Dixie Chicks yeah. and oh, Traveling awesome. Soldier. She did Mean by uh, Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Um, yeah, so big up Lisa McHugh, like, absolutely, yeah, awesome. And then finally, the finish off the whole day was the Orange Circus Band. Um, they closed up the festival, and what a Mumford and Son kind of sound they've got to them. Um, they're just fun. Yeah, uh, very like Americana uh, style. But yeah, great! Like, what a way to like close off like a fantastic like weekend of British like music. It's been well, very. It's not just British music because like we said, there has been international artists. So what what way to close off a weekend? Country music festival. Yeah, it's it's been it's been tiring, but it's been laugh after laugh. Um, we got great pictures with a lot of great artists, and we got some good interviews with people, and we got ones uh, to come as well in the future uh, where they've got our card and the. You know, we're going to get our Zoom interviews back on with a few of them, which, I mean, my one that I cannot wait for um, is Wild Woodkin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but we cannot wait for people to come in yeah. and do this. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun over the next couple of weeks. But uh, I just, I've just loved the whole weekend, not just for like the music, but for the characters that we've met and the connections that we've made. Um, we've met like other media outlets we've met like some of the traders here yep. and we even met like one of the presidents of like the British Country Music yeah. Association yeah, and, which is just like just chatting away with yeah, them yeah just so, chatting away oh, oh that's yeah. it, is it hopefully come November uh, we should be speaking to him about maybe covering their awards down in London so we'll look forward to that but I think uh, the time has now come for me and Alex to uh, pack up the car pack up our gear and get the hell out of Blackpool yeah (laughs) (laughs) bye bye (laughs) we'll see you soon guys speak so that was the British Country Music Festival in a nutshell yeah, it's amazing. Three three whole days of music, and yet all wrapped up in that little little thing. Yeah. But yeah, as Alex said earlier on, we would have loved to interview so many other artists, but obviously they've got obligations to speak to other media outlets. Just obviously meeting the fans, merch stand after the performances. So, yeah. I mean, they must have been exhausted. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got to speak to most of them. Um, it's just we couldn't interview all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got, like, uh, great great photos with a lot of them. Um, I, think I, I love that we got a photo with uh, Matt Spratton as well, because I do love him from Absolute Country. Yeah, and also, uh, Matt Spratton's got a new song out, which was released on Friday. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance to listen to that, he is obviously a radio DJ from Absolute Radio in um, London, uh, but he's got his new song called Bad Dream. So yeah, definitely go and check that out because it's it's great good song, and, really good. But he such a it. yeah, I know. I'm surprised he didn't sneak it into his DJ set. Yeah, I would, I would have. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, give yourself some clout. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like we went up to him, like he's such a cool looking guy. Like he's got his head shaven. Like I don't know how much hairspray Matt Spratton uses, but I would look be looking yeah. for a sponsorship in hairspray. Do you know what? Honestly, like if I saw him down the street. I, like 
I probably would have thought with anyone else, you go, oh, that's a strange look. But when you look at him, he pulls it off amazingly. He yeah. looks so cool. Like, that's it. You look at him and you just think he's famous. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got that look of like, yeah. You would just I'm go get star. your photo taken with him because yeah. you're making the assumption he's famous. And I mean, I he's famous in the country. Candy Carpenter came on stage and he announced her as the best dressed person like at the festival. Yeah, and, even and then she, she, she turned around and was yeah. like, well, that's such a compliment coming yeah. from a style icon and yeah. like, the way you're dressed <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, like we, me and Alex had seen him about and he kept like saying hello every time we seen him and that. So when we finally got a chance to speak to him when he was free, uh, yeah, he was such a lovely guy. Yeah, he, was, he was really, he was a cracking lad, wasn't he? Someone really uh, hopefully one day will catch up and uh, get a pint with and maybe get him on the show one day yeah, and just uh, pick his brains. Definitely have to get him on the but, show. But um, yeah, and just a whole, like, e shout out to uh, Kindly Carpenter because it was the first time in, like, the UK and first time, like, well, first time ever in the UK. It's the first time performing as well. She was doing a string of gigs and, like, what a way, like, what a way to perform at, like, the Winter Gardens for your very first time. And she literally had the crowd in the palm of her hand with like a humor, like how, like she showed all of vulnerabilities up on stage, which I think like the crowd like appreciated. She was making them laugh, like everyone loved there, like great, like guitarist, vocalist, like just solo playing. Up when the there. smoke machine came on, just stopped halfway through a song and went, ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it just shows the, like how good she was because uh, the line for just to have pictures or get a merchandise, it just never seemed to have went down. No. She must have been there for at least two hours. Well, we were there ages waiting because we wanted to have a catch up with her quickly. And uh, thankfully we did. We gave her a T-shirt, um, which she was very grateful for because apparently she just ran out of clean T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully she's uh, rocking the uh, like Countryfied UK brand. Yeah. The same with uh, Tommy Atkinson and uh, David from uh, Fine Lines. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm hoping you guys are wearing them as we speak. Yeah. Oh, we will be very disappointed. But uh, no, but it was just a fantastic weekend. And like we say, we've just capped it all off. And I think that one episode, that like, episode that we've just uh, completed there, it just doesn't give it any sort of justice whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but like you say, looking forward yeah, to going yeah, back de- next it's year. It's definitely one of those. You know when you tell a joke and uh, or like a st- sorry, a funny story. Yeah. And you're laughing and you go, oh, oh you had to be there. It's the yeah. same with this. Like, um, we really hope you enjoyed this episode and really hope you enjoyed uh, the content that we've shared. Um, we know it's not like put together absolutely amazing because you you can't. But we just that is just a small segment of what is our weekend has been like um so we can we cannot encourage you enough to get yourself tickets and get yourself along next year i mean next year when we go like we will have so much better like content and everything because we will have like with cameras there and all that it was sort of like a it's a learning curve yeah we love it and that's it and we're first just starting out but it's opened our eyes and it's really made us hungry this weekend. I think we, me and Alex have really like decided. I think we're far yeah. from hungry, mate, the amount of food we eat. <laughs> well, that's it. And uh, yeah, if I never see another pizza in my life again, I will never grumble. <gasps> but with that being said, and another pint of Carlin. <laughs> well, the fi- we didn't drink that much, but no, it was just like... It was just the choice was Carlin. Yeah, it was just Carlin. Um, but yeah... But yeah, fantastic weekend. And you drank more than me, actually. Yeah, that's a first. <laughs> I know. 
you made a song like I got a problem uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the problem was that you drank more than me. Like, and yeah. the thing is, I drank literally hardly anything in comparison to all the other people there. Oh, yeah. All the tables were full. I tell you I what, went, if you like a good drink, that's the place to go as well. <laughs> I went to the bar on Saturday night, I think it was, and I asked for a Jack Daniels and Coke, and the guy was like, looked around, he was like, what, out of Jack Daniels? And there oh, was yeah. like... Like, honestly, there must have been about 25 empty bottles. So shout out to uh, the British country music fans. You definitely know what drink is good to drink. Yeah, shout out to the Jack Daniels as well, <laughs> who have just made a fortune. <laughs> well, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so next time, Winter Garlands, take a hint and put a bigger <laughs> order in. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, it's a country fair. music festival. Play ball. Yeah. You, you need Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like, I think it was... Uh, in Haley's interview, she was saying, "Yeah, I need to get another. I need to get a Jack Daniels for my throat." Uh, yeah. And then, like Cassio uh, Gill, one of her songs, Cassio, like, yeah. was talking about whiskey and that. So, yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, Haley drank us out of the Jack Daniels. Yeah, oh. I think there could have been a couple of other girls there that could have drunk the other Jack Daniels. Yes, we've, but we, we'll we not met mention all names. Sorts. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've we've met all sorts of people this weekend. Um, but honestly, like I said, we we would not. We caught, we wouldn't do anything different. We we loved every second. Yeah. And um, um, so normally me and Alex would uh, give each other a challenge or like challenge each other to do something. Oh yeah. However, this weekend we've sort of faced our own fears. Well, you, could you, I say you did? Well, wow. Well, yeah. No. Okay, yeah. No. Yeah, I see. Okay, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. I so, like, normally we'd challenge each other, but I do believe this weekend, like, I have to give props to Alex, and hopefully he gives props to me. Because, like, basically, well, the when we're on Blackpool, the first day, well, no, sorry, the Friday, we did a escape room, which, can I just say, we escaped in, like, we had about 10 minutes left nearly. Yeah. So we smashed that. Boom. And I can't even remember what the room was. It was a bunker uh, bomb. Bunker 38. Yeah. So, yeah. A clue HQ. Yeah, so we did that. And then the day after, we did the Blackpool Dungeons. So, Alex absolutely hates, like, horror things like clowns and, I don't even know, like, just people jumping out on you and stuff like that, being in the darkness. Yeah. yeah. So, we did that and it was pretty cool. But there's a a ride at the Blackpool and it goes up. So, Alex doesn't particularly like heights and doesn't like the fear of falling. I'm similar because we were both didn't really fancy doing the Blackpool Tower. However, Alex did say, I'll go on this ride. And I was like, yeah, kudos, like, fair play, we'll do it. I mean, it's not like I had too much of a choice because I was at the front of this crowd and they did say, <laughs> you can leave at the back entrance there if you want to. I think I'll give you a big I, push. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, because then the guy said, how many of you? And I was like, uh, uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then, like, this ride dropped and, like, the picture was hilarious at the end. Like, both of our jaws were, like, near oh, the bottom. Oh, well, no, uh, hold on. Like, bring put a little bit of uh, content to it. Uh, it takes you up and yeah fair enough it wasn't the highest but still and then they show you that stupid little video of theirs it must have been about a 25 foot drop or yeah 30 foot at least and but then it's just like because the, the idea is that you you know you, we've just been done for witchcraft so we we're gonna get hung for like sorcery and all that jazz and like the thing is the video was just showing you're still getting the noose put around your neck before the thing dropped so it, it took you completely out of surprise and i may have said something um, that I shouldn't have <laughs> while yeah. dropping. Yeah. 
There was a lot of parents covering children's ears <laughs> <laughs> and looking very angry at Alex. But uh, I don't know. Oh. There was a kid next to me. He was laughing his head off at me. This this other guy. He just looked at me. He was going, <laughs> "Why are you laughing at me?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so I was like, "Fair play to that." And then so I thought, like, yeah, that's that's it done this week. And then we get to the uh, concert on Saturday. And our good friend Tommy Atkins had dropped us a message saying, oh, hi, guys, I'm nearly there. Um, I've actually got a surprise for you. Um, will you join us on stage? Of course. And Alex had messaged him back whilst I was away doing something. And I came back and Alex was like, you seen the message? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, we're going on stage with Tommy. I was like, what? So I do not like getting up like in front of like big crowds and stuff like that. So, yeah. During the performance, Tommy got us on stage in the arena, and there must have been a thousand people in there. Yeah. Yeah. And had us on stage, introducing us as Countryfied UK, then had us back on stage to play the air guitar. Which I smashed, by the way, I just want to say. Yeah. You looked like you were playing the ukulele. Yeah. Yeah, because I was trying to like let stuff that was like, yeah. Nelly uh, filled me pants. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was cool. Like sh- really big props to Tommy for getting us up on stage as well, because, you know, he hasn't performed in that long. And that's his like moment, like yeah. on stage at the British Country Music Festival so to like, uh, yeah, to propel yourself in front of a crowd. And he allowed us to come up on stage and to be like on one of his new singles as well. So Massive shout out, but so this week I believe that our points should be split because we both faced our fears. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm take happy that. with that. I, and with and that. once again, we would normally have our weekly country news. However, it's just with things being manic, we only got back like early this afternoon. Yeah. So, and that's on the Monday. So honestly, it's just been chaotic and then we wanted to try and get this out as soon as possible. So unfortunately... Yeah, um, we're pretty shattered right now. <laughs> yeah, bodies are broken. <laughs> like the minds are broken. Yeah. What, what day of earth is this? <laughs> are we still in Blackpool? Um, Thankfully not. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> winter gardens, lovely. <clears throat> Outside, not so lovely. Yeah, but uh, to any of our Blackpool listeners, we're only joking. <clears throat> Uh, so <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tommy, um, I get to do the introduction this week for our well, normally our independent artist of the week, but uh, this is someone uh, that we all know and uh, that we all love. So we're gonna get yeah. Feel it's fitting. Tommy's allowed us to do this and uh, allowed us on stage. So yeah. So this is uh, this is from Tommy's uh, new album, and the song is called time of the month um brilliant song really good and we get to play it so i'm really excited about that um and his album which came out on the 1st of september is uh, called truth be told um so get yourself onto his website at www.tommyatkinsonsmusic.com atkinsmusic.com yeah. i've got too many friends called atkinson uh, it's because there was an essay tommyatkinsmusic.com uh pre like you know purchase the purchase the cd you um, no doubt you can get it online like uh, on other platforms and things like that listen to his music cinderella had a, dr- had a drink like that's epic 
Yeah, Cinderella's a had a drink and like your favourite, like uh, <laughs> driving. Yeah, there. stuck behind the truck there. <laughs> and um, if if you actually go on YouTube, I am certain you will find a video from the British Country Music Festival of Tommy Atkins featuring Countryfied UK playing this song. Because uh, this is yeah. the one we did the air guitar with. Yeah. So it might even be, it might not be Countryfied UK, yeah. it might be Tommy Atkins, Alex and some tomato. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Blaine. Um, so uh, this is just a very small description of the album, uh, the al- which... Uh, They've, uh, like they've written uh, the album is a space where artists and musicians of different sexualities genders and uh, race coexist and human stories are told and when human stories are told people from all walks of life can connect to them which is so true um, and that's why we love country music because they are like stories being told of people's person personal life and Tommy is um, is a gay country artist and he's very open about that which is um, amazing and uh, he's part of like the LGBT um, like, he he help, helps run along with that yeah. um, which and he is- was uh, at the festival we uh, finally got to meet uh, Tommy's husband as well yeah and he was a great guy um, so he, even though Tommy has said that we, we, we can't really mention him too much because um, we, we don't want to increase his uh, ego, ego for his yeah. humour but yeah, he, he, was he was hilarious funny. he was funny but um, yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic, and we're just so proud of like Tommy because he's he's one of us from the northeast, as is Haley, and obviously and D- and David from Free- yeah, and David obviously from Warburton from Fine, Fine Lines. Lines. So absolutely, like these artists, like they're one of us, and sometimes in their songs we know what they're talking about because it's like so close to home. Yeah, um, so it's absolutely fantastic, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so this this is where we get the chance to play it, um, because uh, Tommy is not just an artist we know, but now we like to consider him a friend. So uh, this is uh, Time of the Month by Tommy Atkins. One, two, three. Well, every last Friday, Lord, I'm cashing the check. Looking at my balance with a hankering to spend. Buying silly things and I'm painting the town. Eating fancy dinners and I'm Ubering around. Buying rounds of beer for nearly everyone. Good morning, mama, this time of the month. This time of the month 
spinning, saying I'm moving around. 